Don't it make my brown eyes blue? Oh, hello there, Legionnaires. Ready. Don't you know who I am? Come into the house. Come into the gazebo. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Oh, you got your own comic, and now all of a sudden you're cursing up a storm? What the heck? <laughs> I have my Call own comic. What, which one's that? Uh, the comic that's titled Juggernaut. Ah, uh, yes. I think the second issue comes out this week. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Look at us talking about comics. Look at, I mean, right out of the gate. But then guess what I do? I swerve. <laughs> I do a 45 degree angle swerve. Mm, that wasn't a swerve. It was more like a squeal. But continue. You know what my uh, topic of the night is? Tell me. It's almost, it's almost a mini this or that. But I won't even play the music because it's a mini. <gasps> Tonight, and I don't know if you saw my Twitter tweets Tweet, tweet. So it's just a this. It's not a this or that. No, it's it's going to become a this or that. <laughs> Sucker. But my, my tweet tweet was, I got to ask you, since the holidays are fast approaching, mashed potatoes, good sir. Ah. Skin on? Always. Skin off. Always skin on. Okay. All right. Yep. Always uh, skin on. Wait, 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 wait. No, this has to be discussed. Because you, sure, you sound, go ahead. You sound yeah, disappointed. It's your, it's your podcast. No, it's your podcast, The Nerdy Legion with Nick Wetmore. You sound disappointed. You do skin off? I have a lot of questions. You think I only have one potato question, good <laughs> sir? Hello, this is The Nerdy Legion with Nick Wetmore. <laughs> Welcome to it. <laughs> all right, all right. Continue, continue. No, no go on, go no, on. No, I mean, I want to know if you eat your potatoes with skin on or skin off. You know what? I don't even have to have skin on, skin off. You know where I could also go? Give me a box of instant potatoes. So you're not, okay. you're not you're not answering the question. No, no, no. What I'm saying is it's all fantastic. It's uh, all wonderful potatoes. Yes, that's true. But what I prefer now, if that's the question you're asking, skin on, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Always skin on. Uh, if I do uh, if I do mashed potatoes, that's what we're talking about right I, now. I prefer uh, the red potatoes. Oh, see, now that's where we differ. I prefer the yellow potatoes. The Yukon Gold? Yes, they're uh, more buttery. That's true. Mm-hmm. But the red potatoes have a little better tasting skin. You know what I'm not kicking kicking out of my culinary palate bed? Mm. Is any type of potato used for a mashed potato. Well, that's true. Welcome one and all. When, uh, Whenever my wife gets a baked potato from a restaurant... Mm-hmm. Uh, I always make sure to get a smaller portion of something because my wife will not eat the skin. And so I always eat her skin after she's done eating her baked potato. That's per- Hey, it's like we have all this in the Google Maps. You know what my next question was going to be? <laughs> baked potato or twice baked potato. Like I said, oh, this is a this or that. That's fancy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. A twice baked potato is uh, is very foo foo, and wow. uh, and I'm I'm a, simp- I'm a simple man. Legion I'm network. a simple man. I don't do foo foo. Simple. <laughs> I'm a simple kind of man. Uh, yes, but uh, but I do like a twice baked potato. It takes more work because you gotta yes. cook it, then you gotta scoop it out, then you gotta like mash it, and then you put it back in the skin. 
I'm not asking you to do all this. Oh, I, I'm I understand. At a restaurant. Oh, at a restaurant. And uh, then it, I also want to know what Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Martin's preference would be. I mean, I think we all prefer twice baked potatoes. It's just a human thing to do. I think you're incorrect. But go on. <laughs> you had a problem with my first, my first answer, <laughs> uh, sir. You could have a problem with this second answer. Uh, now here's the th- here's the thing about baked potatoes. I actually enjoy removing the flesh from the skin myself. Mm. And when you have a twice-baked potato, it's more like you're eating baked potatoes in a bowl made of potato skin. Yeah, hence why I like a regular baked potato. (laughs) I don't know if you know this, Martin. I'm a simple man. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And as no doubt once said, I live a simple kind of life. Yes, a semi-charmed kind of life, one would say. Uh, No. Because I don't care for that band. Thank you very much. <laughs> you can take that bullshit uh, third eye blind and throw them right out the window. Zoe hates it when we go on long car rides because mm-hmm. like we have nonstop conversations in the car. Right. And she'll say something and it reminds me of a song. So I'll sing like the part of the song that references what she just said. And she's always like, is there a song for everything? And I'm like, Yes. Of course there is. <laughs> so all of a sudden you'd be like, doot, 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 doot. <laughs> yep. Anyways, continue. Is there is there a question about toppings here? Hey, Martin. Hey. Welcome to the Nerdy Legion podcast <laughs> with Nick Wilder. I mean, not looked at the Were you at soccer all day? You didn't look at the Google Notes once? dare you, good sir. Okay, so Mrs. Martin would go twice baked as well? Yeah, I think so. Let me give you my my issue with the twice baked. If I can, if I may. Okay, there's multiple issues. The regular baked potato. Mm-hmm. You can add fantastic butter and condiments to it. Even though I'm a Puritan and I don't want any of those any of that BS on on my baked potato. Mm. But that's all right. I understand. I respect I respect the sour cream. I expect I I respect butter, chives, whatever I'll throw some bacon bits on here and there. Okay, sure. Sure. Um, but I like to cut up my baked potato. Oh. I like to smush it from the bottom so it fluffs up. Oh. But then you get nice little chunks. And you know what's in there? It's like all compact. Where in my head, maybe this is the Richard Nixon of me. But in my head, mashed potatoes put into, sure, you get the... If they do it right and they put it under the broiler, maybe they put some cheese on it. Usually they just put butter, throw it under the broiler so you get the nice little crunchy crispness of it. Yes. I Do I miss that with my regular normal baked potato? Yes, I do. And I <laughs> wish I had that. But also in my paranoid head, I think – see, the, the, these are my issues. Do One, do I get as much potato – with a mashed potato in there as a regular potato. Two, uh. what if, sure, you get the crunchy top. It, it, believe me, if a restaurant is not giving you a crunchy topped twice baked, throw that restaurant right out the window. What the <laughs> hell are they doing? Get the hell out of here. What is the subway? Get out of here. <laughs> now, the crunchy top, yes, I miss. But underneath that crunchy top, this is another issue. What if... Their 
mashed potatoes, the restaurant's mashed potatoes are subpar, then you're screwed. That's true. Where regular cut potato can be pretty darn good by itself. You can't really F up a regular baked potato, mm-hmm. but you can mess up mashed potatoes without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And some people get too fancy with mashed potatoes. And then all you have is the crunchy part. And like you said, the potato skin underneath mm-hmm. because the mashed potato itself has some weird, funky truffle oil, <laughs> scented salt bullshit. Or they put some weird ass cheese on it to broil it up or like, I don't know what I've had some funky ass potato twice baked potatoes. So I avoid that at this mm-hmm. point. So that's where the twice baked. Not not for me. No, well, thank you. Here's sir. the thing. If you go to like a fufu restaurant, mm-hmm. they generally don't have regular baked potatoes. They'll only have twice baked potatoes because it's fancy when you bake it twice. But this is the problem. At a steakhouse, that's why I never order the potatoes. Oh. Which usually it is a twice bake. And the fufu restaurants are the main culprit of doing garbage mashed potatoes. <laughs> They're the ones adding in the stupid truffle oil or like, oh, it's just like adding hot sauce to beer. Just because that's a trend, <laughs> hot sauce, doesn't mean I wanted it a beer, dumb that's dumb. A thing? Oh, that is a, that, that was a big thing. I don't know in last fall, oh, and wow. I'm sure people are still doing it. Is that but like yeah. uh, is that like hard seltzer? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like when there were two hard seltzers on the market. Okay, I, I'll I'll forgive. You know, you're going after that white claw. I get that, but Jesus H, it seems like every everywhere you turn around, they got to do the hard seltzer. But I mean, we've talked about this before. Guess what? When Nirvana came out, you want to know how many uh, record labels went after a Nirvana-like sound? Oh, yeah. Uh, the answer would be everyone. Everybody, so yeah. Everyone's chasing that buck. Everyone's chasing that that white claw buck. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. Okay, now, toppings. Let's yes. go back to your, your next. Okay, toppings. Yes. This is where this or that falls apart because there's so many more toppings. <laughs> what topping? Give me your top three toppings on a baked potato or a twice baked potato. Oh, that's so easy. Salt, Mm -hmm. pepper, Mm -hmm. and green onions. Wow. See, now I would accept salt and pepper if you wanted to add another ingredient. (laughs) Uh, So not including salt and pepper, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess butter. Okay. Wow, you're very basic. Yeah. I like basic martin that's good and and the reason i i like the green onions is uh to give it like a little crunch just like a a change of texture yeah those those are good yeah i mean i love the taste of onions anyway and green Mm -hmm. onions are very mild but but i just like that little crunch gotcha gotcha Mm -hmm. okay now what is your favorite foo food up potato product because we're going to take we're going to take cold potato salad off off the menu, right? Because that's sort of like a fallback. Like, if you're ordering a sandwich and you get a side and they say, well, you can have this cold vinegar-based potato salad, or you can have a mayo potato salad, or you can have, you know, the mustard mayo potato salad. Yes. Or you can have potato chips. Hmm. It's so, hard to go for that vinegar so, potato salad i i do not accept the vinegar potato salad 
That's yeah. that's for heathens. It's got to be like a real Amish potato salad with mayonnaise and mustard. Well, uh, unless you're German, then you're getting the German sure. style potato salad, which but, is vinegar based. But I also like a little relish in the potato salad. Uh, yes. Let's be honest, though. What is potato salad but just an uncooked twice baked potato? <laughs> what? There's no mashed potatoes in potato salad. That's a cooked potato. That's a big potato. Cut up and cold. But I am with you because there are places that do an awesome potato salad. Mm -hmm. But just like mashed potato, you can really F up a potato salad. So that's that's where usually when I get that option, I know what a potato chip's going to be. And those are always awesome. Mm. Rarely do you find a terrible potato chip. But so, boy, can the, the highs of a potato salad outweigh everything regarding a true. potato chip. Yes. But my God, are there some low potato salads. I made Ooh. some potato salad the other day. Oh. It was delicious. A very, was it, did it incorporate an egg? No, it? I made vegan mayo and nobody noticed. Would you have done a hard-boiled egg in there if you were eating eggs? Because uh, hmm. some potato salads have hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, I have had that before. I don't know, maybe. I also made egg salad last night for my wife to take to work. Oh, I'm salivating just thinking of both of those, just to let you know. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Now It was weird, we- though, because I made it and I couldn't taste it, so I was like, can you taste it? <laughs> 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 it's very hard to cook nowadays. I totally agree. The The options at this point, living the vegan lifestyle, like just to think, because we just went through this today, yeah. like ordering groceries. And it's like, okay, we know what we're having for lunch, which is what we have every day, a salad. Right. Okay, now let's think about dinners. Ugh, like, <laughs> it's just like, how many recipes do we have to pull out of our butts? And now it's like, you can't just like, there's a whole chicken. You know what I can do with the chicken? I can cook that 35 different ways. Yeah. Like, oh, and if you're not in that mind frame of like, you know what I have a taste for? Whatever. Thai peanut chicken. Sure. Well, I can do that. I'm sure there's a vegan recipe out there. Let me put that. Like, if you're not like in that mode of like, well, I have a taste for this. So I'm going to try to find a vegan recipe for this. And with Julie, the cruise director, all her dietary restrictions, it's always like, what do you have a taste for? How about chili? Oh, man, the acid's going to kill my stomach. Okay, so I better not recommend any type of, like, tomato sauce pasta. Okay, like, (laughs) holy guacamole. (laughs) You know, it's funny that you say that. So, um, like, the family just got tired of eating vegan all the time. Yeah. So so I started doing more of these Hello Fresh recipes that I, we had left over. Nice. And uh, which is fine. And sometimes I'll eat like whatever the meal is minus the meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of times I'm just like I don't want to just cook something separate for myself. So like four days a week I end up eating the same thing, and it's this: it's rice mm-hmm. with either roasted broccoli or roasted cauliflower, uh, some wilted spinach that I just do in a frying pan real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, either onions or green onions, some sriracha, a little nutritional yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing something? And sometimes I'll put like uh, vegan chili, chili in it. 
that's one thing I haven't uh, jumped into all that much is uh, nutritional yeast. Mm. And I should because everyone tells me the flavor combo uh, with nutritional yeast. And I'm always like, I would like that flavor in my XYZ. But then I always forget to use it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Especially if you mix it up, you grind it up uh, with cashews. See? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did just see a recipe that uh, Jimmy Kimmel does for his kids uh, since they're they're pretty young. They're like five and three. Um, and the recipe, he does, of course, pasta noodles. And for the sauce, he puts olive oil and garlic into a pan, roasts the um, garlic, which, of course, I can't do. But this is the recipe. Um then he take he removes the garlic cloves and then he grinds up with you know one of those stand mixers he grinds up a whole can including the liquid of uh white beans Ooh. and then he adds that to the like flavored garlic oil and then puts that in with the pasta stirs that up and then adds cheese on top oh, that's good and i was like that sounds pretty like I would have never thought to do that, but that sounds pretty good. Hey, <laughs> now have you ever had a lionized potato? What is that? Maybe it's like a Amish Indiana thing, but we grew up with it. It's sort of like almost a scalloped type potato. Ooh, I like scalloped potatoes. I know, so do I. Um, but no cheese, but just the way they're cut. Hmm. Um, and it's like roasted onion i'm sure there's garlic in it um but it's like not really a clear sauce probably butter um but it's done like a scallop potato so you do them in like a 16 by 9 dish hmm. and then you just like take out a little scoop of them oh they're so good that sounds good yeah where 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 do you land with au gratin or scallop potatoes uh i think i like au gratin better Ah, gotcha, gotcha. I think I like scalloped. I, I go scalloped because I like all the like crispy edges. Ah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta switch it up, though, man. I know. I'm not saying it's the one potato meal you're gonna eat for, for the rest of your life. Come on. I know. Look, I could eat potatoes or, or sweet potatoes just baked in the oven with some salt and olive oil like every day. Same here. But the problem is, it takes like 30 minutes. If I'm really hungry, I'm not gonna wait 30 minutes. Yeah, I can't have that many carbs every day back to back to back. So uh, I gotta, I gotta avoid it. Uh, I gotcha. I you can do sweet potato. That's not very carb heavy. Yeah, I could, but there's only so many baked sweet potatoes I want to eat at a time. <laughs> they just ain't a potato, man. You know I, that. I know, I know. They're good though. Do some, uh, do some fufu salt. Do some Celtic salt. There you go. Yeah, we have some smoked sea salt oh nice which is really tasty i like the uh the celtic salt it's got this is gonna sound really weird uh but it's got this like i'm gonna say this incorrectly (gasps) i want to use the word metallic but the Mm. problem is if i say metallic that's not appetizing Mm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but i mean like sodium's a metal so it's not like (laughs) It's not like I'm making some shit up. Um, Is it the flavor that you would get if you wrung out a a Irish um, K 
kilt after a bagpiper was wearing it for an entire concert? Is that what the Celtic salt would taste like? I mean, probably. It's just like it just tastes more concentrated. Mm. You know what I mean? And like it's got like depth of flavor. Where like if you get just regular sea salt, it just tastes like the ocean. Yeah. Right? Um, but Celtic sea salt, there's just something about it. And I know it's got like a ton of different like minerals in it. It's like uh what's the other one that's popular? The pink salt, Hawaiian pink salt or not Hawaiian. Himalayan, uh, Himalayan pink salt. Mm-hmm. Um it's similar to that, except I would say like even more flavors. Ooh. It's very okay. tasty. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why it's, it's just... Celtic sea salt. It comes from France. Um but uh yeah, it's good. And it's got okay. like a it's got like a, a light bluish tint to it. Mm-hmm. Now where would you go? Just two more two more comparisons and then we're off potatoes and we're on to your topic. Mm. Potato and this is with the fixins. And you'll understand this when I say when I give you the two. Hash browns, which the fixins for hash browns is just strictly salt. Oh no. Like, I do you, uh... No no no, you can't you can't put cheese, you can't put any bullshit. Just listen to the just because <laughs> I have to I have to even these out, okay? Mm-hmm. They're they're not they're not a one to one basis. If you pimp up hash browns, hash browns would win in this fight every every time. Yes. So hash browns, regular hash browns with salt. Or you can have the sides with this. Potato pancakes. Mm. I do love me a latka. I know. That's why. But you understand if you loaded up a hash brown, hash browns would win hands down every time. Yes. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right. So if I'm doing a hash brown, mm-hmm. I like my hash browns covered, smothered, captain peppered. Sure. Okay. So you have uh, mushrooms, jalapenos, salt, pepper, some cheese. Um, if I do the baked potato, I like... Uh, a little bit of cheese, not too much. A little bit of uh, American cheese, not American cheese, uh, cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. Salt, pepper, butter, a, just a dollop on the side of sour cream because I don't like a whole lot of sour cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, bacon, real bacon, not like fake bacon bits. Sure. Green onions. Um, that's probably it. Maybe a little chili. A little chili would be all right. No beans though, just like meat chili. Man, you are pimping this thing out. I think that's where I would go. Listen, when I worked at McAllister's, they have like a menu of baked potatoes. Yes, they do. Uh, they call them spuds, and it's two potatoes. They cut the ends off of each one to make them into one gigantic potato. Jeez. <laughs> That's a $10 potato. Uh, I don't, it's not – well, yeah, I mean I guess maybe some of them are. Uh, and when I – I remember eating the baked potatoes there. Uh, they had one that I don't think they have anymore. Uh, that was like a Louisiana style, and it had a uh, cheddar cheese, like a some meat thing on it, uh, maybe uh, maybe roast beef, I can't remember, and au jus on top. Ooh. Uh, that was good. Um, and then the Spud Max is good too, which was uh, ham, turkey, black olives, cheese, green onions, bacon, and something else. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds good. real good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still have any of these, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm looking at their giant spuds. Mm-hmm. And they have the Spud Max. They have just a spud. Black Angus roast beef spud. Chipotle chicken and bacon spud. 
That sounds good. Interesting. And a, and a veggie spud. Ooh, a veggie spud. I might have to go to McAllister's. You should. Uh, I I'm on too. this menu now. I'm very disappointed because these are these look like one very big potato. They don't look and like what we used to do. They they definitely could have shrunk in size and it increased in price. But the veggie spud is spinach, broccoli, red onion, house made multicolored pep house roasted. Sorry, multicolored peppers and Rotel cheese sauce. Ooh, I don't know, but well, the Rotel is actually good. It's all right. But it just it comes in a bag. Yeah, yeah. That 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 should be a house made cheese sauce. But then, do you trust a sixteen year old to make your your cheese sauce? I don't uh, know. If that's a good point. Know. Yeah, it doesn't look like they have your because yours sounded good. The one you described. That oh, with the ajou, yeah. Mm-hmm. is delicious. They had a sandwich too. Let me see if they still have it. Um, that had ajou on it. Can I just, because I'm looking at the Chipotle chicken and bacon spud, can I just substitute, instead of the Rotel cheese, can I just get the Chipotle ranch and put Ooh, that on? That'd be good. I don't see why not. Have it your way, baby. Oh, thank you. I will. Uh, yeah, they still have it. The French dip. Oh, maybe that's the black Angus roast beef, because I doubt that they're doing a oh, roast yeah. for yeah. the dip. And... Maybe. They probably just changed the name of it. Uh, oh, yeah, it's black Angus roast beef, red onion, cheddar jack, and au jus. Mm-hmm. There you go. So the French dip is the black Angus roast beef mm-hmm. on Swiss cheese in a baguette served with au jus. I think I like your spud. Yeah, that sounds good. More. I think mm-hmm. that sounds better. Au jus delicious. A little, au jus, little salty au jus. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, au jus is also one of those things where you get it like at a fancy restaurant. Uh, but really it's just like, <laughs> it's just like water and vinegar to like get all the burnt crispy stuff off the pan. That's how you make a <laughs> True. It's like, uh, we're not going to throw this in the trash. Let's make a sauce out of it. Mm. Yes. Which by the way, a lot of foo-foo restaurants are that way. <laughs> true. True, true. Uh, but then they sell it as something special. Um, this is kind of off tangent, but related to food. Before we get to my topic, mm-hmm. uh, I was I watched something on YouTube the other day. Oh, oh, because I was watching Joe Rogan, and he had on some like carnivore diet expert, mm. and actually I enjoyed the conversation quite a bit. I'm not gonna lie, uh, but they were talking about eating raw liver, and they ate raw liver on the podcast. Have you ever oh. had raw liver? Uh, that sounds like that would be a disgusting thing to see two guys eat on YouTube. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and I don't mind a cooked liver, but I don't know if I'd want to eat it raw. Oof. Oofa. Yeah, I don't know, man. I have to think about that. I've had plenty of sweetbreads in my day, uh, but that, I just, I don't think I could do it. Mm. I could do it. Don't get me wrong. I could. I could. But yeah. why? Why I? Why would I want to? Mm. I certainly wouldn't do that at home, mm. and I certainly would not go to a restaurant and pay to eat raw liver. No, thank you. It would be uh, liver tartare. Yeah, like I said, no, thank you. <laughs> and I don't care how many uh, food scientists and and experts would tell me, but you cook all of the good nutrients out. It's like, yeah, so <laughs> while you're doing that liver, throw in some onions. Come on now. 
Fair enough, I, don't fair want enough. To, I don't want to eat my onions raw, and I don't want to eat my liver raw. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of raw onions. Yeah. I tried it the other day, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. But, like, I, w- it was, I mean, if I was starving, right, mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to eat this raw onion because I'm going to die if I don't eat something. Right. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, not really. My my wife's grandma used to eat raw onions all the time. Yeah, so did my, <laughs> so did my grandma. I think it's it must be, like, a, a great depression thing. Yeah, she would bite into it like an apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's what she would do. You want to also, and this might be an unpo- hashtag unpopular opinion. We're full of those. But just like the the chance of getting terrible potato salad mm. or subpar potato salad, the vegetable that is that for me, and that's why whenever I go to especially like a fast food or a, or a mid-tier restaurant, I always say, uh, I'll go sans this vegetable. And that is, I go sans tomato. Mm. Cheap tomatoes are completely tasteless and should be off every sandwich. No, thank you. Get them out of here. Yeah, anytime I make something with tomatoes, I usually use uh, little cherry tomatoes. Yeah, those are much better. But no restaurant's doing that for you. That's true. Or you get the off the vibe. Like, I don't mind spending extra money for for tomatoes because you you can taste the difference but man god forbid you go to a fast food restaurant and or get a like a mid-tier mid like even McAllister's you get a salad with a tomato in it oh yeah no, no flavor maybe sure texture but I'm not coming to the tomato table for texture I'm coming there for a nice flavor yeah 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 never get it the only time I will eat a tomato at a restaurant is uh, like when we used to go to the Mexican restaurant uh-huh. and uh, and I get like a tostada and they ha- uh-huh. they come with a tomato on it. But usually they steam it with the tostada. So sure. it's, it's like uh, not quite the same as a raw tomato. Raw tomatoes are disgusting. Or you go to a little bit nicer of a restaurant and there's a tomato salad. Then you can sort of be guaranteed that that tomato should be pretty good. Yeah, I guess. But I'll still say I would say most restaurants, even the good ones, are batting like a 70 percent chance that that there's actually flavor in that tomato. Mm. Yeah. One of the recipes that I made for um, last week had like a like a diced tomato slaw. Hmm. It was good. Hmm. Yeah. It was just like tomatoes, onions, olive oil, salt, pepper, lime and uh, apples. Gotcha. That does sound good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the whole like greenhouse growing of tomatoes. I have no clue. Mm. But man, they just don't taste. There's no flavor to them. Yeah, they're terrible. You know, it does have some flavor to it. What? The Empty Man trailer. Have you seen it? Empty Man. (gasps) Is that the is that the new trailer for the new Dolly Parton Christmas movie? (laughs) Yes. How'd you know? Awesome. awesome. Uh, no, it's the new trailer for the movie based on Cullen Bunn's The Empty Man from, no. Bo- from Boom Studios. You never knew. Oh, no. Nope. Uh, the trailer looks good. This is my, my segue into the best month of the year plus comics. See, this is how it works. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is weird. So the trailer came out like five days ago and the movie comes out tomorrow. Uh Ooh. In theaters? Are theaters open? Are theaters still a thing? (laughs) What's a theater, Nick? Is this one of those things? 
<laughs> I can see it now. Uh, in like ten years, they're gonna have like one of those kids say the darnest thing shows and like show them at movie theater and they'd be like, "How do we use this?" You ever seen those when they like make them use rotary phones and kids can't figure yeah. out a rotary phone? Or it's like a VCR and yes, they're like, yes, yes. "I don't know what the what do they mean by eject?" <laughs> Uh, I don't know what movie theaters are, but apparently it's coming out in theaters tomorrow. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, you know, it's good. And uh, Wait, is it just theaters or is it theater and on demand? I mean, surely it's coming on demand, right? Like no company know. right now should expect any movie to do anything in theaters. You saw you saw the trailer. I didn't. Usually at the bottom of the end of the trailer, it says on demand in theaters on demand. Uh, I was not paying attention. I just watched the trailer. Well, give me the 411 on this. I'm completely clueless. Um, I was hoping you were going to say, what was it, Six Gun? Because oh. <laughs> that I'd like to see. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a, a frog in my throat. Mm. <clears> throat> uh, no, The Empty Man. It's a, a comic from like two, I don't remember what year. It's It's a few years old. And then okay. Fox optioned it in like 2006, and it was supposed to be out in August, but uh-huh. uh, I don't know something about a pandemic. I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. Something happened in the world, and they pushed it back, uh-huh. and it's coming out tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh, it it centers around this detective uh, whose daughter goes missing, and he tries to find her, and uh, ends up coming upon uh, this monster thing uh, because it turns out there's some like secret cult that's trying to like summon mo- a monster to kill people. Boy, oh boy. Part of this sounds like a movie that I would really like to see. Then part of it sounds way too scary. Uh, so I, here's the thing. I watched the trailer, and look, I haven't read the original Empty Man comic in, in a couple of years. Okay. Um, and I got excited. I was like, oh, let me go read it. And so I went ahead and read it, and uh, it turns out I read the wrong one. I read the one that came out like last year, the sequel to it. Uh, or not last year, maybe a couple years ago. And uh, it's a totally different story uh, and way more, like, cool, I think. Uh, the, huh. the, the sequel's more – have you ever read um, – who wrote that book? Was it Tinian, maybe? Uh, Mimetics? No. Oh, my God. Put that on your list. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it called Mimetics? Yeah, Mimetic. Mimetic Comic. Hang on. Mimetic Comic. Yes, that's it. And it was Tinian. Ha-ha! Uh, Mimetic's fantastic. It's about um, basically Ooh, like Vanessa Del Rey did Empty Man. Did not know yes, that. Yes, Vanessa Del Rey. She did the first one, not the sequel. Well, I'm only looking at the first one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mimetic is uh, basically. I mean, you, do you know what Mimetic's is? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you know what a meme is. Yeah. All right, so that's Mimetic's. It's basically like. The idea of ideas being like mind viruses, hmm. uh, except they turn this into a horror comic, hmm. and like people start going crazy and becoming serial killers, Jeez. Uh, based on this meme that they see on the internet. Jakers. Uh, it's very good. Anyways, back to the Empty Man. So, uh, so yeah, this guy like uncovers this like super. I mean, it's Cullen Bun, right? So it's got to be some horror shit. I would assume so. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if he actually wrote the tri- the script for this. Um, I know he's been like helping write script conversions of some of his comics to movies, uh, but I don't know if this is one of them. 
uh, I, I'm sure Ronnie's listening. He's like, it's this one. Um, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, so the movie comes out and I'm excited to see it because it's very good. Uh, should you read it? Uh, I don't know. Nick might get a little scared. I don't think it's too scary. And the the trailer didn't come off as scary as I remember the comic being. Mm, yeah. Okay. So uh, so um, you can probably watch the trailer and be okay. I'll wait for you and Ronnie to watch the movie and then let me know if it's Nick friendly. Well, I will let you know tomorrow. Hopefully oh. it's streaming somewhere. I can't believe you're going to a movie theater, but you have fun with that. I'm not going to the movie theater by myself. <laughs> Too scared to watch the movie? <laughs> No, or are no. you scared that if you're there for the first showing that no one will be in the theater? <laughs> I <just> know. You. <laughs> there won't be anyone there. Um, no, no, no. I'm excited to to see it because uh, Cullen Bunn does some good stuff. Yes, he does. Especially horror related. And it, dude, and it's the perfect time. Like, why would they put this movie out in August anyway? Right. You know what I mean? This Makes is a Halloween sense. movie. There you go. But weren't they going to have to compete with a lot of other horror films that were supposed to come out around Halloween? Didn't wasn't there quite a few that got pushed back? I mean, because of this whole no theater available type situation. Look, right now there's like no, nothing new is coming out until like 2022. So yeah, that's true. Everything's pushed back. But uh, but yes, I will be renting this. Uh, the thing is, dude, I'm not going to go to the theaters because look, right now there's just too much going on. And uh, and and I, my wife and I. Uh, let me rephrase. I convinced my wife that we needed HBO Max. So <laughs> so I've been on HBO Max like all week. Nice. Uh, and it's it's very good. With that said, it's uh it's a hot garbage app. Oh, I can't even imagine. It's a hot garbage app. Like I could theoretically put it like on my Fire TV, like. You know, sideload yeah. the app, the Android app, because it's Fire TV is just an Android app, basically. Uh, and like use the Android app on there, whatever. Right. Uh, but I don't feel like going through all that. Oh boy. So, so I went against my my well wishes, and I downloaded the app to my phone, and then I used the Chromecast to watch it on TV. And here's mm-hmm. the problem. Well, I mean, there's multiple problems, but here's the biggest problem. It's not really made for that. Even though it has the option to like cast it to your TV and you can watch it on your TV and like your controls are on the phone, right? Your your pause, go back 15 seconds, forward 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on your phone. The, the most important part of watching something on TV is not on the app when you cast it to the TV. Do you know what that is? Uh, no. Skip recap, skip intro. They don't let you skip any of that? No. That's weird. Not if you're casting it to the TV. But I know it worked. I know it's in there because if you're just watching it on your phone, there's a skip intro and skip recap button. Yeah, makes sense. I don't want to watch the recap. I already know what I'm watching. You know what I mean? A Martin Freddy does not have a minute and 15 seconds to sit through a recap. I don't want to watch the recap. HBO Max. So when the recap comes on... I just go to the bathroom and get myself a drink, and then hopefully by the time I'm done, the the show can start. It's like you're watching old timey TV now. I mean, what is this? Like 1987? Right. What am I supposed to do? Pick up my phone and look at my social channels for a minute and 15 <laughs> seconds? HBO Max. <laughs> go to hell. I don't want to do that. 
god damn it this is one of the reasons that i hated cbs all access right uh so aside from that there is a lot of content and uh and the app itself like aside from not being able to let me skip shit that i don't want to watch um it's fine i mean you know what i could do i could start watching it on my phone so I can hit the skip recap and skip intro button, and then when the show starts, then cast it to my TV. Cast it on over. Uh, but why would I want to do that? That's just so That's, complicated. That sounds like a big hassle. You know, you know who makes it easy? Amazon. You know what I do when the when the intro starts? I don't need to do anything. I just hit the big round button, the enter button, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it automatically mm-hmm. skips the intro because the button's on the screen, and and the default function for the button is skip intro. Anyways, um, you're you're welcome. You're welcome. But other than that, like, there's a lot of content, uh, which is good. So, uh, so I finished watching Raised by Wolves, which was terrific, uh, highly recommended. Okay. And uh, and I started watching. Guess what? I started watching Dances with Wolves. <laughs> I started watching Lovecraft Country. Finally. Oh, okay. Didn't that end? Uh, yes, the last episode just came out. So it's perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. Because now I can just binge the whole thing. Uh, so I, I watched the first two episodes, and I started the third, but then I had to go to soccer. Uh, so I didn't get to finish the third. Uh, it's good. It's good. So I know I know Sparky's been watching it because he was talking about it on, uh, on 2BT. And mm-hmm. uh, it's based on a book, which I have not read, but maybe I should read it. And... Uh, I got kind of spoiled, not to who the character was because he didn't say who it was, but I kind Uh-oh. of saw it coming when I, like, right before it happened, I was like, oh, this is who dies. Well, you are a good predictor. We both know that. That's true. I am the Edgar Casey of movie watching. Uh, who's the other one? Not Edgar Casey. What's the guy that was on TV in the 90s? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the newly departed. Oh, yeah, he just died, didn't he? Yeah, oh, amazing yesterday? Randy. Yeah, yesterday, day before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was good. He was good. He was great. I love a debunker. Yes. But not a skeptic. A debunker. It's true. That's what made him very original. George Edwards. George Edwards. Was that him? Not John Edwards? John Edwards. Who's George Edwards? <laughs> Martin, I see a woman standing <laughs> behind you. Did you ever know a woman? Thanks. <laughs> Uh, but yes. she young i meant old, <laughs> old. and and she said do do you know a woman and she's she's combing her hair do you know a woman who ever combed her hair yes 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 and she has on a color of lipstick i can't tell the color of lip but do you know a woman who combs her hair and puts lipstick on thank you how did you know John Edwards? The great, the great Nick Dini. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, yes, I am the the John Edwards of movie watching. <laughs> uh, but but it was good. Here's the thing. Again, I'm I can't make judgments yet. Sure. Because I'm only two and a half episodes in. This is a no judgment zone, good sir. Well, I'm only two and a half episodes in. Okay. First episode, first two episodes, they were good. Okay. Like the first one started off slow, like setting the whole thing up. That's fine. I'm good with that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's an HBO show. Like that's how they start. Yeah, slow uh, trip. Yeah, and then like it, you get into it, right? And you're like, cool, I'm ready for the second one. You watch the second one, and like stuff happens, and you're like, oh yeah, this was cool too. But then the third episode comes about, and it's like three weeks later, and like no mention of the story from the first two episodes. And I'm like, what do you mean? This guy is like a magician, and you don't talk about it. <laughs> what do you mean? Why are you talking about ghosts? But don't you like that about HBO? Like HBO will just let a creator create and pretty much it it seems like at least from the outside, it seems like HBO just lets the creator do what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's a slow drip or not. Yes. And nine times out of ten, usually the slow drip pays off. Yes. Which there's been plenty of shows on Hulu and Netflix that sometimes that slow drip never gets good. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, dang it. Or with Netflix, you watch it and you're like, why was that content that should have been two hours? Why was that eight episodes? Why did I waste all that time on that content? Mm. Yes. It wasn't worth it. Here's one minor gripe I have with Lovecraft. Oh, I thought it was a no judgment zone. <laughs> we were doing so good. Remember? Listen, this is a minor gripe. Sunshine and unicorns? Minor gripe. And it's oh. gonna it's gonna be one of them hashtag unpopular opinions. Ooh. Uh, before I you say, don't you don't like Lovecraft. Before I, you are crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Before I say what I'm gonna say, let me preface by saying the show. Can I guess what it is? Yeah, you can guess. Let me let me do my preface and then you can guess. No, no, no. I'm gonna oh. guess before you even do it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. That you don't like steampunk. <laughs> Uh, the show does not have enough steampunk. In fact, it has no steampunk. Steampunk is overrated. Hashtag get rid of those goggles. Uh, no, that's not it. Okay. Um, was there ever a moment in the show that you've only seen two episodes? Was there ever a Tubin moment? A what? Uh, uh, Jeffrey Tubin. Oh, 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 oh. Did you yeah. ever have to do a hand check? No. Okay, good. Proceed. <laughs> Again, this might be a, a, a hashtag unpopular opinion. So I'm going to preface by saying I love Lovecraft. I don't expect this to be a lo- about Lovecraft. In fact, Skeptic. I know it's not going to be about Lovecraft, so I'm fine with that. You right? know what? Right now, let me stop you right now because I don't even want to hear this opinion if it's going to be like, well, you know, Get Out was such a great movie. And ever since then, he just hasn't done nope, as not it. stuff. I'll not it. Good. Not it. Oh, thank. Okay. Not it. Because I'm sick of hearing that. Okay. So, so this is not anything to do with Lovecraft or having his name in the title, because like obviously Lovecraft has inspired people for a hundred years, right? Yeah. So I don't expect it to be about that. Here's my one minor gripe. Mm. And this is not the actual gripe. This is the part of me getting to explain the gripe. Oh. Uh, the show takes place, I believe, in the mid '50s. Okay. Okay. Um, or maybe late fifties, because one of the characters uh, was in the Korean War, so that mm. was what, like fifty four, right? Fifty two, fifty four, something like that. Um, so it's got to be late fifties, and it takes place. I mean, it's in the north, I guess, but it's extremely segregated. Okay, and so a lot of the stuff that happens. Um, it's kind of like Get Out or It's Us. placed in the north? 
I mean, it's got to be because they get to Boston like pretty quick. Oh, wow. Because when I saw the trailer, I always thought it was like Louisiana. That's what I thought. But they have an above ground train like in New York. So I assumed it was up north somewhere like okay. New York or New Jersey. Um, I didn't look it up, so I could be wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, be- I mean, the way that the interactions happen seems very stereotypically southern. Mm. So maybe they're in the south. I don't know. Uh, but that's not that's not the thing. I, I don't care okay. about like the the deeply entrenched racial relations stuff. Like I think that's done extremely well. And and what I really like about the way that that's done is that it's kind of like what Get Out and Us did, right? Where it tells the story of like racial interactions through the eyes of this like horror story Mm, right mm. and it works really well as a result um kind of like when i talked about that movie a couple weeks ago in uh in in scotland and how it takes this like depressing like economic downturn in scotland and like creates urban legends with it um it's it's kind of like that kind of thing and and it works really well and the acting's fantastic the entire cast is incredible um and uh what's her name josie smollett whatever the girl that played uh black canary and birds of prey she's the female lead in this show she's fantastic and she's gorgeous Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. the problem that i have the problem that i have Mm. is having recently watched the watchman tv series on hbo Mm -hmm. a lot of the way that the interactions come about in the show feel almost exactly like what I watched in Watchmen. And that's a show that also like deeply entrenches like racial relations in, I mean, I think in Watchmen it's earlier than the fifties. It might be the thirties or forties, um, but it, it plays very much the same. And, and again, I'm not saying like, I don't want to see it. Obviously like it's an important story. You're just to tell. saying you all you only want one T V show about race relations. I no, understand. I, I get I get what you're saying. What I I'm understand. saying what I'm saying But listen, don't be the, spreading your the, separatist <laughs> views here on the Nerdy Legion Network, good sir. Thank you. What I'm saying is that I wish that the they felt more different. Like you can still tell those stories, but the way that the stories are developing feel very similar. Well, I don't, they had I don't to know be, if that makes sense. They had to be being filmed at diff, at right around the same time, even though the source material was way different. But I don't see I don't see that being a bad thing. Again, it's maybe fine. HBO is looking at it like Watchmen will attack this issue to this core audience, and then Lovecraft Country will attack that same topic to this audience. Look, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Maybe. Here's the thing. I we last night my wife and I watched Deep Blue Sea. Okay, and I don't want to compare Deep Blue Sea to this uh, show. Jessica Alba <laughs> classic? No, no, no. Wait, is oh no, not Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea is Jessica Alba and and the guy from Fast and Furious, right? And isn't LL Cool J in that too? No, or LL, am I crazy? LL Cool J is in the movie that I'm thinking of. Hang on a second. Now I gotta look it up. Because now I'm confused. No, I was right. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, what Deep Blue Sea. What's the name of the movie that you're thinking of? It's Jessica right. Alba and what's the guy's name from from Fast and Furious? Damn it! Oh, you're sending now. You're sending me down a rabbit hole. All right. So here's what we need to do. We're gonna go to Jessica Alba's IMDb, 
and uh, and we're going to figure out the name of this movie. Because okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to type in to DuckDuckGo, Jessica Alba. Then we're going to not go to her IMDb page, and we're going to go to the images. And then we're going to scroll <laughs> down the images really slowly. And then we're going to forget exactly what we were doing, and we're going to not talk about the LLJ. LL Cool J, Deep Blue, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael, or no, Thomas Jane Classic. That's it, Thomas Jane. Lucy. Wait, but now we need to figure out the name of this. Into the Blue. Into the Blue. That's the A Jessica classic. Alba one. Is that the one you and the wife watch? Mrs. Into, Martin. Paul Walker, that's his name. There you go. Is that the one that you and Mrs. Martin watched? <laughs> no, we watched Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea uh, with uh, Saffron Burroughs, Thomas Jane, LL Cool J, Michael Rappaport, Stellan Skarsgård, and Samuel Jackson. The classic, you mean. Classic 1999 uh, scientist experiment on on sharks to Mm -hmm. find a cure for um, Alzheimer's and the sharks – Get super smart and start killing people. That classic. Yes. Directed by Rennie Harlan. Yes. Which he talk about an up and down career. <laughs> well, <laughs> <Poor guy. laughs> um, I feel like I saw a documentary about him, but I could be mistaken. <laughs> uh, that would be a documentary I would like to watch. <laughs> he went from like, okay, th- let me just give you a quick deep blue sea. Of mm-hmm. course, director of, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, mm-hmm. The Dream Master. Which is class, fine. Which, guess what? Great song. Sure. Love The Dream Master. So- Adventures of Ford Fairlane. You know, that classic Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> yes. oeuvre. Die Hard 2. That was good. That was a good one. Yep. But see, that's the problem. If you start going like chronologically, you can see why all of a sudden he got a lot of popular films after Die Hard 2. That yeah. was a moneymaker. Yep. Cliffhanger. Uh, that's oh, oh, Stallone on the Mountain. Yeah, I like that. Visually, a very good looking film. And A Long Kiss Goodnight, which was a pretty also good looking good. film. Yes. But pretty much as soon as he hits Deep Blue Sea, ah, uh, mamma mia. I don't know if you know this. His, uh, his, his pirate masterpiece, Cutthroat Island. Yes. Holds the Guinness World Record for biggest box office flop of all time. No, I think it beat Popeye. <laughs> oh, Popeye, Popeye with what's his name? Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah, that's awful. Mm-hmm. Can't believe you they betcha. made that movie. You betcha. <laughs> it's not good when, uh, what's her name? Olive oil. I wanted to say Sandy Duncan, but I know that's wrong. I don't even know who she- who's... Shelley Duvall. Was it? Maybe no. I'm I'm looking. I know Robert Altman directed it, which is still so. Yeah, Shelley Duvall. Oh my, it was Shelley Duvall. Huh. But considering Robert Altman, I would even say his. If you looked at his like lineage, and when he ran into Popeye, my God, was he riding high? Mm. And he just fell. But then he did a great rise to the mountaintop towards the end of his life. Mm. But wow, did that whoo boy. I mean, you can say the same thing for Shelly, though, right? How do you go from The Shining to Popeye? (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. And that was like 
pretty close to like her next movie. Yeah. God, now I have to go down to Shelley Duvall. <laughs> now you're making me look up her stuff. Uh, let's see. Popeye was 19. 19- yeah, it was the same year. 1980. Both of them. For The Shining? Yep. Shining and Popeye. I thought The Shining was 78. No. INDB says 1980. Damn. Yep. And then, of course, after that, classic Time Bandits. <laughs> How could you forget? Buddy. Don't go back and watch Time Bandits. That's all I'm going <laughs> to Time Bandits has really cool moments uh-huh. as well as a concept. You know, a child being like brought into his dreams. That's awesome. Uh, yep, yep, yep. And like I said, cool little concepts. He's on like the bow of the Titanic and then he's in King Arthur's court and then he's like, that's awesome. But you watch it now with a critical eye and it's like, what are we doing? This is like such a mess. Like, Dude, oh, directionless. Right. So so when I was a, a wee bit lad, mm-hmm. uh, there were there were several movies that I really enjoyed. But two of my favorites, can you guess them? One is a horror b- a movie and one is a fantasy story movie. Uh, Excalibur mm, and... Um, Maximum Overdrive. All right, you're totally wrong. Maximum Overdrive? That's like about cocaine. Why would I like that as a little child? Because you love Stephen King. I know you. (laughs) Been doing this thing for how long? Uh, So The NeverEnding Story is Ah. is the fantasy story. And then The Gate is the horror movie. Oh, wow. Uh, Which, by the way, The Gate, like, you couldn't find anywhere. Like, it was not available to, like, purchase on VHS or anything uh, until, like, five years ago. That's wild. What was was the deal with that? I have no idea. The rights for it were were in limbo? I have no idea. Maybe. Like, that was such a popular – when you could go and rent VHS tapes, that was a popular rental. Mm -hmm. Every place had that thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Dang, but get back to Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, You're so, watching this terrible Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue then sea. after that, did you watch on HBO Max The Meg? Just, <laughs> you got to see some more shark horror. Come on. I see what you're doing. You're trying to tie it back to HBO because my watching Deep Blue Sea is a commentary on what I just said about Lovecraft Country. <laughs> You see how no, the show I, works? People I, that are just tuning in for the first time are very confused. Long-time listeners know how this works. But HBO Max has crazy stuff like that. When sure. I had HBO Max, and I and I miss it dearly, RIP HBO Max for, for little Nikki, um, <laughs> it was strange to go on there because it was like there's all these art house films and you can find Fellini and Cocteau films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like the very next row – they have like Hoosiers mm-hmm. and then like Clueless. Like mm. they have all this bizarre, like not even classics. I shouldn't even say that. Really, I should say that they have The Gate and Maximum Overdrive and <laughs> Clueless and 16 Candles. Like they're so all over. It's like you're, ta- you're talking to somebody who's like completely drunken, like high on cocaine. Oh, like no rhyme and reason for any of these picks to be put together. Well, it's funny that you say that because I was trying to find like a movie to watch. So I went to the movie section mm-hmm. uh, and I ended up watching Ad Astra, the Brad Pitt movie where he goes into okay. space. Um, I don't recommend it. Like it's well acted, but yeah. it's super boring. Five hours later, you get the end credits roll. 
It, I mean, it was only two hours and ten minutes, I think. Like uh, I said, five hours later, the end credits roll. Literally nothing happens for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't recommend it. And that's a shame because, like, it could have been cool with a name like Ad Astra. It's um, just, it's uh, just molasses. My, minor commentary. I don't know if you know this. I've mentioned Jack Parsons on the podcast before. Jack Parsons wrote a book. As we all know, the guy who's in the Big Bang Theory. No, Jack Parsons, the founder, the founder of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Yeah, Bazinga. Uh, who just so happened to be a diehard follower of Alistair Crowley, uh, and whose girlfriend got stolen by Elhan Ron Hubbard <laughs> before he founded Scientology. Uh, she was like 15. Hell yeah. Just FYI. Uh, Anyways, he, That's, he you mean standard Elron Hubbard? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no surprise. Did did it ever sound like to you that Nick was surprised by anything that you just said? <laughs> no. Thanks. But anyways, Jack Parsons wrote a book called Ad Astra. If you would have said, "Oh, and then when she turned seventeen on her birthday, she mysteriously found was found murdered one block away from a Scientology building." <laughs> Uh, Nick's voice would still be like, um, yeah, okay, now let's get back to Deep Blue Sea. Like, duh, that just sounds like par for the course. Mm. Side anecdote, the girl oh. that L. Ron Hubbard stole, the, the minor child that L. Ron Hubbard stole from Jack Parsons and married, uh, was the daughter of the guy that founded Northrop Gun uh, Gunman. I swear to God, and this is no joke. I think I've heard this whole chronological like order in an episode of Drunk History. <laughs> I swear to well, you. Isn't that what the show is? Yeah. This is Drunk History, except we're sober. Sadly. <laughs> no mushrooms and no beer flowing. <laughs> Damn it. So, I mean, theoretically, we should be more popular than Drunk History because we say the same dumb shit, except we're not drunk. We say this sober. We will never be as popular as Drunk History because we are not lip-syncing dialogue and wearing the craziest wigs. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. I'm like two drunk people. Back to Deep Blue Sea. Back to Deep Blue Sea. So we're watching Deep Blue Sea. And my wife loves Deep Blue Sea. Sure. Because she loves shark movies, except Sharknado. She has a so deep she, hatred for Sharknado. So she loves the Meg? I don't think she's ever seen the Meg. What? That's on HBO Max. How gotta, can she not have seen that? Uh, you know what? Maybe we'll we'll make tomorrow a Meg night. There you go. Make tomorrow a Meg night. You know that's their tagline. <laughs> does uh does Jason Statham do like kung fu with the with the sharks? Because that I'm would sorry. be awesome. I think Miss Martin would be asking, is Jason Statham uh? shirtless through two-thirds of the film uh the answer is yes he is <laughs> i don't think she'd be a big fan because he's very hairy oh she'd be a big fan <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we're watching deep lucy my wife loves deep lucy uh in fact i learned something new last night about my wife my wife really loves thomas jane i didn't know this because i love thomas jane and then you're like, he did a movie based on a comic book character. We should. And she's like, yeah, uh, talk to you later. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> you're like, damn it. Lost I, her again. I, I did make a joke, though. She's like, oh, Thomas Jane's in this. I forgot. I love Thomas Jane. And I was like, 
oh, do you? Have you ever watched I Frankenstein? And she's like, no. And I said, then you don't love Thomas Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, top, I Frankenstein, not the best, but it was fun. I, I've seen it like twice. Uh, he is the Frankenstein monster, by the way. And he joins up with angels to defeat demons. It's awesome. Uh, it's like, uh, what's that movie? Legion? No, not Legion. Priest. No. Yes. Priest. It was like Priest with, but with priest. Frankenstein. Yeah. Based on the Vertigo comic. Wait, is she only now? I have to ask about uh, Mrs. Martin. Whoever listens to this, is you she... are a sweet angel because even I'm lost right now. <laughs> We're still talking about Lovecraft I, Country, by the way. I can't believe you're gonna link up, and I can't wait to hear this. This is going, this is gonna be such a payoff for the longtime listener to hear how you get back from Deep Blue Sea, Time Bandits, Thomas Jane. Uh, jackets back to uh lovecraft country this gonna... is gonna be so tricky this is gonna be better than um battle of the network stars obstacle course to see how you make your way back and tangent your way back to lovecraft country but let's go down this thomas jane i have to ask about um this is martin one last question please yes is she just a thomas jane fan because he did the TV show, the TV series Hung, <laughs> about being a male escort. Because <laughs> I could see her be like, I have a, oh no, I'm a huge fan of Thomas Jane about 2010 to about 2012. Like, I have a very narrow <laughs> fandom of him. <laughs> Well, no, she's but like, is that on HBO Max? Because I am so there. <laughs> so apparently, her love for Thomas Jane, which is a fake love because she's never seen all the other great films he's done, like I Frankenstein, uh, is because she recently rewatched The Mist, and he's one of the main characters in that. Oh, that's true. Yes, but I'm Stephen King's going... The Mist. I still have a debate uh, debate on you saying great films. That's debatable. Okay. <laughs> Look, they're fun films, all right? Uh, what was it? Thin Red Line? That was good. Boogie Nights? Yeah. That was good. Sure, yeah. He's in The Expanse, so you don't watch that. That's fantastic. Couldn't tell you. You should watch it. It's really good. I don't you know if it would be your thing, then. You should ask Mrs. Martin about Hung. I guarantee you she's seen that. <laughs> uh, you know, Thomas Jane could be uh, Christopher Lambert's uh, long-lost son. Oh, that's what they should do. A relaunch of Highlander. Highlander yes, you yeah. got it. Nailed yeah. it. Where's my bell? There it is. All right. Um, now make your way back to your deep blue sea and then back to. <laughs> yes. Everyone's, everyone's wondering what happened to Lovecraft Country. You made some unpopular opinions present in the show and then you took it away. Let me explain. Here's how we bring it all back. Talking about Deep Blue Sea, 1999's uh, epic uh, masterpiece of uh, shark films. Which, by the way, has the same exact ending as Jaws. Spoiler alert for a 21-year-old movie or a 40-year-old movie if you've never seen Jaws. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Does it really? Yeah. How else do you kill a shark? So he had a gasoline tank. It had a gasoline tank in its mouth and somebody shot it? It's pretty close. Wow. Do you, do you Does he even say it? Mother Effer at the end? Do you want me to spoil it for you? 
do you really think I'm going to watch that? <laughs> Unless you're telling me Saffron Burroughs is naked through the whole entire film, I don't see myself sitting through this film. Look, the the worst part of Deep Blue Sea is that there is not enough Samuel Jackson yelling profanity. I'm sure there's plenty of Samuel L. Jackson yelling profanity. Only one time in the movie does he cuss, and that's when the shark comes up and eats him. Dang it. Spoiler. <laughs> How quickly do we lose LL Cool J? So funny you should say this. <laughs> and is he listening to Mama Said Knock You Out when he dies? Uh, so LL Cool James, uh, or Ladies Love Cool James, is the hero of this movie. Oh, nice. And he also does the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, which, of course, also led to another discussion that will be a hashtag popular opinion. Uh, because I said this out right. You know I love horror movies. Okay, mm-hmm. There are certain tropes in horror movies. This is not a racist thing. This is a fact. In fact, when uh, when the Wayne brothers did, uh, what was that, Scary Movie? Making fun of all the <laughs> scary movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the main trope they played on, where the black guy always dies first. Mm-hmm. It's a thing in horror movies. Uh, except for Deep Blue Sea and, uh, and I guess like The Living Dead. Uh, or Night of the Living Dead. But uh, anyways, he does survive. So was LL Cool J, because the other trope would be uh, only the virgin survives in uh, a horror film. Is well, L- are you trying to say LL Cool J is the virgin? He's not film? He's not a virgin, but it seems like he's a failed preacher. Oh, boy. Yes, and he's now the cook on the underwater installation of Deep Blue Sea. With that said, LL Cool J also makes the, the same point that I just made. Because in the movie, LL Cool J says, damn it, the black guy always dies in this situation. Ah, self-referential. Yes. You know, uh, I like that. But he is the hero of the film, not sure. Thomas Jane. Mm, uh, he's the good, hero I of like the it. film because he's the one that kills the shark. Oh. And how he does it is uh, they have this whole plot on how to kill the shark. Uh, I can't uh, detail it yet because I have to explain it to you as we learn how LL Cool J does it. Uh, but things go awry. They don't go as planned, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Saffron throws herself like – she, she slices her hands open and throws herself into the water so the shark will leave Thomas Jane alone and be attracted to her because there's now there's blood in the water. Uh, and then hoping that while this the shark is being distracted, Thomas Jane can – shoot the shark and, and destroy it the mm. problem is the shark is too fast and too gigantic and like chomps saffron in half okay <gasps> so what? thomas thomas jane is sad but fortunately ella cool j shows up and now he's happy to see ella cool j uh so he tells ella cool j the plan and now his dumb ass dives into the water because saffron's plan was terrible let's do the same plan and so the shark comes and tries to attack Thomas Jane, but Thomas Jane is a shark wrangler. That is his job. That's why he's on this installation. Are these and smart sharks? They're genius sharks. Their brains are five times the size of regular sharks. So was the shark listening to Thomas Jane explain this to LL Cool J, explain the plan, and then all of a sudden he's like, you bitches don't know I understand the English. Let's get this done. <laughs> Well, fortunately for you, sharks can't hear above water. Well, no, I'm saying it's above water, listening. Like no. one of its ears are, is like, well, but whoop, did, but outside it, of water. Sharks whoop. don't have ears. 
Where'd you go super, to school? Super smart ones do. <laughs> you never seen Deep Blue Sea? Their brains are five <laughs> times larger, Martin. No, the shark does not hear the plan. But fortunately, Thomas Jane is a shark wrangler. So the shark goes in for the kill. And Thomas work. Jane, like, aquamans his way around him. And is starts riding on, <laughs> holding on to the fin, right? And he starts riding the shark by holding it to the fin. Okay? But this is all happening on the water. This just made a turn for the best. Are you kidding me? I'm all about this film now. Yeah, dude. The shark comes in for the kill. And he, like, MacGyver's his way out of it. He does, like, a, a 360 flip, like Aquaman, and then grabs the shark Watch. fin and starts riding him. In the water, he does this flip. Yes! Because, you know, whenever I do flips in water, they're really, really fast. (laughs) Well, you see, Thomas Jane is uh, five times the man that we are. That's true. He is a shark wrangler. He's a shark wrangler. So he does his flip and grabs the shark fin and starts riding the shark. Um, But fortunately, he told El Cool J the plan. So El Cool J grabs his harpoon and attached to the harpoon is a metal cylinder that has... Uh, the equivalent of two and a half sticks of dynamite in it. Um, and he shoots. He goes to shoot the shark. But remember, Thomas Jane is riding the shark. Yeah. L.L. Kuji is a religious man. So he prays to God that please guide my hand. And he shoots and he gets it right in Thomas Jane's leg. Right in his dick. <laughs> he gets it on Thomas Jane's leg. But fortunately, Thomas Jane is riding the shark. So now he's like attached to the shark. <laughs> so it goes through his leg and into the shark. Correct. Jiminy Christmas, Rennie Harlan. We're <laughs> correct. Sounds like sounds like he should have taken another uh, pass at the script or something. Holy well, Christ, Nick! It gets better. How can it get better? He shark. <laughs> Let me explain. Because I I've talked about the harpoon. I've talked yeah. about the dynamite on this harpoon. Attached to Thomas Jane's leg, which is now attached to the shark. Thomas Jane's like, F it, blow it up. How's he going to blow it up, Nick? He has no gun. He can't do oh, like no. they did in, in Jaws. How's he going to blow the, 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 the dynamite up? Tell me. Pray to God. <laughs> nope. It's a God-loving man. I'll, I'll give you one more guess. He, he has a spatula in his back pocket, mm-hmm. and he throws it at the dynamite. Uh, Nick, you need to be more creative. See, this is why you're not a movie director true because attached to this harpoon that is attached to thomas jane's leg uh is a very long cable and at the end of the cable there is a battery terminal and so ll cool j is supposed to take the end of the battery terminal and put it to the positive side of the battery and this will connect the electrical loop this will cause a spark that will ignite the dynamite and blow the shark up oh jimmy christmas you see how this works do you get it now well, how does he wrangle himself out of this? Well, he can't because LL Cool J shot him in the leg. Right. So, so now Thomas Jane and the shark are going to blow up. Oh, no. But the shark goes crazy and he manages to break through the fence that's holding him in this pen. And when this happens, Thomas Jane grabs onto the fence, uh, but apparently doesn't hurt his leg because we see no blood later. <laughs> but he grabs onto the fence and so he manages to free himself from the shark and then El Kuche hits the battery and boom the shark blows up dang okay now with all that said you're still wondering what does this have to do with Lovecraft Country no you know what I'm wondering 
did Martin and Mrs. Martin ever see Deep Blue Sea 2 from 2018? No, I did not know that was a thing. What? How could you not have seen that? A brilliant, uh, how about this for the tag? A brilliant billionaire creates five genetically altered bull sharks, which proceed to wreak havoc for a group of scientists on an isolated research facility. How is Mm. that not just Deep Blue Sea? Mm, I see. Except now there's five of them. Uh, who's Danielle Savra? She looks kind of hot. I think you two need to watch this. Do I know this girl? Oh, yeah. She's in Bring It On. I've seen that. There you go. So get in there. Uh, we're not this. watching this. We're going to watch what? Jason Statham's masterpiece, Meg. <laughs> or The Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Nick. Yeah. What does anything I just said have to do with Lovecraft Country. How how many sharks? Because I know Lovecraft loved tentacle sharks. How many tentacle sharks are in Lovecraft Country? That's what you're going to tell me. There are or no tentacle sharks. Shameful. Is is LL Cool J in Lovecraft Country? That would be amazing. That would be. Amazing. The no. only connection I can see is LL Cool J was a wannabe priest. Lovecraft Country <laughs> has priests in it. Ah, I see. Nope. Incorrect again. So yeah. when we got done watching this movie, I turned to my wife and I said, I had, I had an epiphany. Oh. An epiphany. I've seen this movie several times. It's a 21-year-old movie. Oh. I never realized until last night that Deep Blue Sea is the same exact plot as Jurassic Park. I thought you said it had the same ending to Jaws. Well, it has the same ending to Jaws, but the story is the same as Jurassic Park. Because in Jurassic Park... The raptors are super smart and start hunting the people. Just like right. in this movie, the sharks are super smart and start hunting the people. And the way that they become super smart is the same uh, through like this generic engineering experiment that they're doing. Anyways, so the, the plot is exactly the same as Jurassic Park. And you're still thinking to yourself, that did not answer the question as to what this has to do with Lovecraft Country. All right. you, know what, you know what this makes me ask a question about? Yeah, Did Jurassic Martin Park? and Mrs. Martin ever see deep blue c3 <laughs> that came out in 2020 if i didn't know there was a two how would i know that there are three of these things well i think you should because Wait, you dr. Said emily collins, that's this yes, year doc, yes dr emily collins and her team are spending their third summer on an island of little happy studying the effects of climate change on great white sharks who come to the nearby nursery every year to give birth. There you go. Deep mm. blue C three. And just to let you know, it is for rent on Amazon. Well, so you and Mrs. Martin get in there. Let me hurry on down and watch it. Then <laughs> you can rent two and three. Mm. Yeah. So, so deep blue C three has a 69% tomato meter. Uh, and that is from 13 people. But the audience score is 38% from 96 Ooh. people. So 96 people have watched this movie. Which is better than Deep Blue Sea 2, which only has a rating of 58%. Oh, my. Wait, what about Deep Blue Sea 1? Let's find out. Deep Blue Sea 1 is 66%. Hey. Yep. All right. Ooh, All right. It's, it's, stre- it's streaming on Hulu. Sadly, only the original. I can't watch the sequels. You're going to have yes. to tell me. Yes. How the sequels are, especially during Halloween. These this would be two perfect films for you two. <laughs> Maybe. And I and I will go watch The Big Blue, a Luke Basan movie. 
Oh, I like Luc Besson. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so what, is, what does this have to do with Lovecraft Country? Because Deep Blue Sea has the same plot as Jurassic Park. However, they're both very different movies. Mm-hmm. So connecting things back, Lovecraft Country and Watchmen have the same plot, but they're very different shows. So, you know, when you say that you can only have one thing doing the same thing, it's not what I'm saying at all. You see? So we went through this 35-minute conversation for me to just say that. I don't understand what you just said right there. <laughs> Things can have the same plot and be very different. That's what I'm saying. Very, very different stories. So how many dinosaurs are in Lovecraft Country? Not enough. Since you compared it to Jurassic Park. There's like this shark dog man with tentacle face. Ooh, how's the tentacle face? Like it's fine. It's not as cool oh. as it could have been. Ah, darn it. Not as cool as it could have been. Uh, by the way, though, the music in yeah. Lovecraft Country is fucking phenomenal. Who does it? Like it's all like real songs from the fifties. Oh, okay, that's by, cool. By African American artists. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. It's nice. a lot of like uh, like blues and jazz and like early rock and roll. Sure, it's uh, the mood and the the yeah, moment yeah, yeah. of whatever's happening. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. It's like you know, mid to late fifties uh, music. Uh, I like it, which might be like one of my favorite times for music. Cool. Uh, aside from like big band stuff, I think fifties uh-huh. music is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very good. And like I said, the acting's phenomenal. So uh, so we'll see. I'm hoping that like as I continue watching the show, like uh-huh. there might be some. I mean, there's got to be a connecting thread because they're made this like giant deal about this guy like being like the super magician. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, a so couple I'm, episodes in. Yeah, I'm hoping that picks back up. But uh, but yeah, it's really good, and it's uh it's a lot a lot of tension. Ooh, nice. So it's good. Recommended. So you're gonna keep up with it and not switch over to something else. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna finish it up this weekend. I think it's only like ten episodes. Yeah. Um. And then I uh. Then I'm gonna catch up with Westworld, and then we'll see. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Lovecraft Country. Uh. But I do want to read the book though, because I had no idea. You know what? I probably did have an idea. I feel like we've talked about this before. That there was a book. That has to be on your radar. I don't know why. Hmm. I'm confused now. Uh. But yeah. So I'll read the book. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have that's not a that's not even the what I wanted to talk about tonight. You see how the yeah, show goes? Yeah, I see uh, how it goes. I like it. I feel like the thing that I felt might be a longer conversation is going to be a very short conversation. So let's get to it. Oh, we're going to talk about comic books right now. Oh. Um, did you hear anything like a while ago about this DC five G thing? No. Oh. Okay. So, like, the rumor was that DC was basically going to, like, either cancel or just outright replace all the main characters in their books with, like, the next generation. Wow. Right? Like, somebody else would become Batman, somebody else would be Wonder Woman, blah, blah, blah. You never heard this? I've, I've heard bits and pieces to that effect, but I don't see how any, how any company would just get rid of all that legacy. But okay. Right. So – like when the rumors were talk you know, being resurfaced on this last year, I was like, "Who cares?" You know what I mean? Like it's not like this is the first time it's happened, mm-hmm. right? Like Bucky was Cap. What's what's the other guy that was Cap that you like? No, it wasn't Cap. Or was it Cap? Yeah, yeah. What's his name? U.S. Agent. What's his name? 
Oh. Do you like that guy? Yeah, I do like that guy. Yeah. yeah uh, anyways, I'm a blank, but go on. They do that, and like uh, you know, when when Connor became green, uh, the Green Arrow, uh, we yeah, talk about like the, the flashes and the Green Lantern. Kyle, all the time. yeah. Yeah. So it's not like this is new stuff. Why people get upset? I don't know. I guess they have nothing better to do. Uh, so they're upset. Or the Superman from China was it? Oh yeah, I like that one. The new Superman. Like, he was good. I liked all of the revamps. Yeah, that, that book was good. Uh, but but see, when that book came out, they still had Clark Kent Superman. Yes, yes. Um, but anyway, so so there was this whole thing, and when they came out, I was like, maybe it's not even like a real thing. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just like an event, mm-hmm. right? Like a mini series. Uh, which I guess like maybe people forget these things. You remember like Zero Hour? Oh yeah. Zero Hour was the bomb. What was the other one? DC One Million. Yeah, Grant Morrison's. Yep. Um, I guess like I thought it was just a bunch of old people reading comics, but maybe there's just like a bunch of children that don't know comic history. I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. But uh, what? Who said that? Send all your hate mail to at Rumbar three sixteen. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, so that was the thing, and like it never happened. People were super upset about it. They, of course, blamed Dan Didio on it because yep. <laughs> anything that went wrong at DC was poor Dan Didio's fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you think that's why DC sort of dipped their toe into the water with like the uh, Chinese Superman? I mean, Just maybe to see but how that... that how how that would float out to their audience. Maybe, but that was what like four years ago, right? Right. I, I don't know. I mean, it's possible because I don't I don't doubt that's what they were trying to do with Connor and Kyle. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 But yeah. then after all the backlash for months upon months and years upon years, then it's like, all right, let's bring back the old guys. Come on. Yeah. Let's sell yeah. Comic books here. Yep. Um. Well, then then 2020 happened and people forgot about it. And then Didio got fired. Yeah. Um, because Barbara got her legs back, you know, yeah, Barbara got her legs back. Well, you know why Didio got fired? Because he, he did because he didn't like Scott Snyder. No, because he hated Nightwing. Oh, come on. <laughs> that, that's been a number one since like day one. For him. I don't like sidekicks. <laughs> that is always his thing. Uh, well, oh, ha ha. But Jeff Johns wants to write Teen Titans and it's selling a lot. OK, well, I guess I like sidekicks okay sounds good yeah there you go there you go uh anyways so uh some people forgot about this whole thing right and then like at&t just kind of like took over dc and fired yeah. everybody <laughs> everyone cleaned house yeah clean house uh the guy running dc is from like espn or something i don't fucking know what's going on over there um this but dc this- universe what even though a lot of people are watching a lot of our content that have DC Universe, why not just give that to HBO or sell it to them? Or, you know, that's still our property, but why why have it in two spots when we can have it in one spot? Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because now that the stuff is on HBO, I feel like I want to watch more of it. Well, see, you're one of the you're one of the statistics. Because, like, when I'm on the DC Universe app, I just want to read comics. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to watch a movie on my phone. Um, But now that I have like a movie app, then I can watch movies. Uh, So I'm going to catch up on Harley Quinn. That's going to be after Westworld. Good. Uh, Because I hear that's fantastic. Uh, The weird thing is, like I was scrolling through things. God, see, this is how this is how the rabbit hole goes. 
Nice. When I was talking about Ad Astra, I was I was looking for something to watch, and that's when I picked Ad Astra. By mistake, I should have picked something else, quite honest. Um, but there was like a section on there like leaving uh, HBO Max soon, and it's like a bunch of Batman animated stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean you own Batman? Where's he going? Yeah, never never makes any sense. Uh, but fortunately, like the Friday trilogy is on there, so maybe I should just watch that. There you go. <laughs> trilogy? <laughs> that's what I said. Wow. Yes. To be honest with you, you know what I first heard? I thought it was Friday the 13th. Oh. And that's what and then I'm like, no, he said Friday. And then I was like, wait, he said three. Yeah, there's not enough horror on there. Uh like they just put the Matrix on there finally, so that's cool. But like I already own those. Um yeah. like the Aliens movies are on there. Hmm. The first four, and then like one of the Predator movies, but not all of them. And then like Predator vs. Aliens is on there. But I thought that that was Fox and DC owned that or, or, or Disney owned that. So now I'm confused. Um, anyways, back, back probably to because D- Disney plus won't show those type of films. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Family friendly. Maybe that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this week they had like two announcements and I don't, I don't know that they're related, but maybe because everyone felt like a oh, big win. We, we were all so angry. DC changed their plans. Mm-hmm. But uh, but now here we have DC Future State. Uh, one of the announcements this week from DC was that they're dropping one of their distributors. Mm. So you know how they dropped Diamond and went with Lunar and whatever the other one is? Mm-hmm. The Midtown one? Well, at, at the end of the year, they're dropping the Midtown one. So it's going to be just Lunar. Makes sense. Sure. I don't know what the deal is. I don't really care. Uh, but it just it's very convenient that at the same time... They're doing DC Future State. So let me explain DC Future State to you, Nick. Uh, I saw the trailer. That's all I That's all I know. Oh, I didn't even know they had a trailer. Yeah. So DC Future State, they're canceling all their books. Wow. For two months. Wow. It's going to be only DC Future State books. And then in March, I guess the line comes back. Huh. So, and this is like my idea the whole time. Like, what if they're just doing like some kind of event? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, somehow things got leaked from, like, uh, what's the garbage website, Bleeding Cool? You know how Bleeding Cool is. And people eat that shit up because they're idiots. Yeah, CBR. Yeah, CBR's the other one. Uh, they're like, oh, we were in a bar, and this guy got drunk, and he told us there's going to be a black Batman. And everyone's like, oh, my God, what about Bruce Wayne? Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, there is a book coming out with a black Batman. It's called the next Batman with uh, yeah. Lucius Fox or Luke Fox, Lucius, son, uh, which like, that's not a surprise. They've been talking about that publicly for a while now. Definitely. Um, and it's part of this future state thing. So now everyone's like, Oh, like they're just throwing it in there because like we won because we told them we didn't want to get rid of everybody else. Uh, but I think the line looks cool, man. I actually wouldn't mind seeing the stuff stick around. Huh. Uh, and I'm curious, like, if uh, if some of the stuff might stick around after. Um, so they're doing this next Batman thing, which is Luke Fox is Batman. Uh, Bruce Wayne is not Batman anymore. He's the dark detective, Ooh. but he's still wearing the Batman suit with no cape. OK, uh, there's a Batman Superman book, a Catwoman book, a Harley book, a Nightwing book, uh, like a real Nightwing book where he's like Nightwing again, not this fucking garbage uh, Robin Eternal, Superman of Metropolis, I'm excited for. It's uh, adult uh, 
what's his name? John Kent. Ooh, okay. As Superman, and the 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 costume looks awesome. Huh. Uh, so you like this one, Superman: Worlds of War, in which like some shit goes down on Earth, and Superman has to go to uh, Battle World to like fight for the Earth. So it's like um, Planet Hulk, but with Superman. I like that. Uh, there's a regular Wonder Woman, and uh, there's another. Is this the one? Maybe we're like it's like a Hispanic Wonder Woman. I don't know. Hmm. Um, which like they hinted at this, I think in Justice League Dark, that there was like another tribe of Amazons in the Americas somewhere. Uh, Kara Zor-El, Superwoman, Legion of Superheroes, Superman Wonder Woman, Superman versus Imperious Lex, Wonder Woman, uh, a different Wonder Woman, uh, Justice League with like a whole like young cast. Um. I don't know who the Batman is in this one, but there is a Batman here, and it's got a Connor Kent. It's got this like Hispanic Wonder Woman. Um, it's got a female Flash. It looks like I'm not sure who that is. Um, the Black Green Lantern that they had in Dark Sector. I don't know if you have you read Dark Sector. No. Holy shit! You need to pick that up, dude. It's uh, M.K. Jemison, who's a, a sci-fi writer. She's phenomenal, and she's mm-hmm. writing this like green lantern book and she's perfect for it because it's like super futuristic in like the outskirts of the galaxy um it's it's awesome you gotta check it out and the art is fucking gorgeous that sounds good yeah you should check it out dark sector uh a new green lantern core book which is called green lantern mm-hmm. uh suicide squad aquaman that looks like it has aqualad in it cool uh the flash it looks like an evil flash i'm assuming that's barry Okay. Uh, not not Barry. Um, what's his name? Crap. Thorn. No. Thorn. I mean. No. The other Flash. Wally. Wally. Uh, Teen Titans. Shazam. Swamp Thing. Boom. Ooh, yeah, Swamp Thing. Um, yes. I I'm looking at a list with uh, all the creative talent, and there's some good people on the the creative side. Here's the thing. The books look good. The costumes look good. The logos are cool. Uh, the creative teams are all phenomenal. Like. There's not as many, like, big names, I guess. I like that it's a real mix. There's, I mean, granted, I'm not reading way up-to-date comic books at this point because that's not how I roll. Mm. But there's a lot of names I don't recognize, and mm. I sort of dig that. Did you uh, Did you catch the one that I, I was hoping you would catch on the list? Mike Mike Perkins doing Swamp Thing? Well, that's, I'm I'm all over that. Can Hello, I just? Buddy. How about if I? How about if I run through the few spotlights that I that okay, good, good, created? Good. You yes. tell me. Yes. Because imagining Dale Eaglesham doing the Flash sounds freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Rainey doing Lost uh, Last Lanterns that sounds fantastic to sounds me. Sounds awesome. Um, all all of your Superman stuff that all. Sounds great. Riley Rossimo is a head scratcher doing Legion of Superheroes. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's a large cast for his like detailed art. Mm-hmm. That's a little frightening. But the one that I'm really drawn to is Superman and Imperious Lex. Mm. Mark Russell and Steve Pugue. Oh, yep, that's going to be oh. good. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Wonder Woman, Joel Jones. That sounds great. Sure. But I'm all about the puke. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. Yep. And, and I'm, all, I'm all about the Mark Russell. So there you go. 
I love there's a lot more female writers. Mm-hmm. I think DC is sort of lacking when it comes to that. I That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So seeing Becky Klugen doing like Wonder Woman and Midnighter. Yep. And then we get a grifter book. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. Not a grifter book. A grifters. Oh, I even like that more. It's a team. And did you see who the artist is? Uh, See, I don't know the artist, but I know the writer. Uh, Yeah, so Rosenberg is writing it. Mm -hmm. So Ronnie is going to hate it. Shame on him. (laughs) Uh, uh, What's his name? John Domenico is doing the art. I've. Maybe that that name does not ring a bell for me. Oh, okay, fine. Could be too new for me. I don't know. What has he done? Uh, he did. Uh, what was he doing like Spider Man or something for a while? He's really good. No, I don't know. Okay, I know. Um, see when 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 you say that name, I think. Uh, uh what is it? Camacoli. Oh, Giuseppe Camacoli. Yeah, he did a lot of Spider Man. Yeah, but no, I don't know him. Yeah, but there's the there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool teams in this. Mm-hmm. I'm a little I'm a little excited to be honest with you. Yeah, reading some of the stuff. I know you've read some of his stuff. Paul I Jenkins can... coming back to a Batman title? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Flash. That's what he was doing. Flash. See, I haven't read Flash since what was it? Bucalato. This would have been, I think he did the art during Venditti's run of Flash. I've n- I have not read one issue of Venditti doing Flash. Oh, really? It was good. I just, I haven't picked him up yet. I'm yeah. really far behind in Flash. It was good. It was fun. Uh, Black Racer, are you going to read that? I never even read any Venditti, if this tells you anything, any Venditti uh, Green Lantern. Oh, wow. Shame on you. Yeah, I know. I know, I know it's shame on me, but there's a lot of... Hey, I don't know if you know this, buddy, but DC puts out 52 bucks a month. (laughs) That's true. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you think I'm going to pick up, like, issue three of such and such arc of Green Lantern, just because Venditti's, you know, writing it, I'm not picking up that single issue. I'll pick up the entire trade. Mm. So you got to pick and choose, you know? Hey, look, I get it. and me without a job, guess what? I'm picking and choosing a lot less, sadly. <laughs> but I love some of these names, dude. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. I just lo- I love, there's a lot of names that I, I've never read what they've done, and I'm very intrigued by some of these titles. Uh, yes. Red Hood book? Yes, please. Yes. The uh, What was the one that took me by surprise? The the Mr. Miracle one, I was a little surprised at first uh, mm. with the art choice, but then I thought about it and it makes sense. Um, are you familiar with uh, what's his name, Delandro? Nope. Uh, he's the guy that uh, he did the art for Bitch Planet. Oh yeah, I did read Bitch Planet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the artist for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that that's an odd pairing, but that could be a cool pairing. So I mean, you look at it. There's like a bunch of one shots, right? Um. The books that have two issues are monthly for two months, so January, February. And then the books that have four issues, which I think is just uh, Superman, Worlds at War, and the next Batman, uh, those are biweekly for two months. Yeah, every other week. Yeah, yep. that's nice. Yep. Uh, except, like, I want to read the next Batman, but it's like eight bucks an issue, dude. Whew. Holy cow. Yeah, because they're, they're oversized and they're, like, extra length. 
Yeah, I read I read about that on Twitter. Oh yeah, who was talking about the Aaron, right? No, I don't think so. I think he responded back and he and he responded just like me and you responded that well if you look at the page count, it's a heck of a lot more pages for it's like getting two issues in one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The page count's like 67 pages or something. Yep, something like that. Which guess what I I really can't complain about an $8 price tag then. That's true. I just I don't want to spend 8 bucks on a comic, you know what I mean? Well, the bad thing is they're testing the water there, and my guess is how many pages can we take away and keep it at that price tag since everyone's used to paying that price point. That I mean, would be my guess. That would that would be my guess. Maybe because Marvel's been doing that for a while, right? With the the five ninety nine books. The but yeah, but I hate to say it, like they should have kept going when they hit those big milestones, the like the Superman and Batman milestones. They should have just kept that going. Mm. Like here's a really expensive comic book. Everyone complains, but oh, it's an anniversary issue, so we're gonna have to buy it. But you know, in a month, you're going to get a larger comic book at the same price and see how that goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, Marvel pads that a little bit. Whenever they have the the $6 books or $7 books, mm-hmm. uh, what they do is they just send extra copies to retailers and, like, not tell them. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess, like, that kind of helps the retailer because they're basically getting free copies, right? Uh, but then oh, whoever... okay, so they're not like charging them. They're no, just no, no, no. They're not billing them for it. Like, see, you know, you thought your price point was whatever three dollars and fifty cents. Well, we gave you ten extra issues, so really, it's two seventy five. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, that that's a great way for them not to have the <laughs> not to have the stores bitch and moan about it. Yep. What do you yeah, think about true. Nicholas Scott doing Nightwing? That's interesting. Oh, that is interesting. I do love her. I'm reading some Eddie Barrows right now when he was doing uh, Flash Blackest Night. Uh-huh. I think Robin Eternal might be really pretty looking. I agree. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I Dude, agree. I, can I say I've looked through this list at least 10 times since since we first started to talk? Yeah. I am so excited just looking over all this. Thank you. Finally. Why, why does it only have to be two months? I don't get it. Here's what I think. They're going to – maybe there was some talk of like just shifting to this, right? And mm-hmm. they saw how much people hated it that they're just like, screw it. Like whatever stuff is already done, we'll just put that out and like call it an event, right? Maybe does that happened. Does this feel like when DC moved from East Coast to West Coast and they had all of that like fill-in event? Yeah, but he was up in arms. But then when you step back from it, it was like, no, there were a lot of really good issues there. <laughs> like yeah. there was some really cool stuff going on there. Well, look, the timing's perfect, right? So this is January, February. Yeah. So they're dropping one of their distributors. Mm-hmm. So obviously like you don't want to lose sales on your core books. You know what I mean? Right. So reduce so, down, go from 52 down to whatever they are at now. Yeah. Whatever this is. Yeah. So that's number and one. A lot more manageable. Well, number two, everyone's going to be broke from Christmas. You know what I mean? So, like, there's not a whole lot going on in January, February. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you come back in March because that's when people start buying comics. That's when everyone puts out new number ones because people start buying shit in March. Makes sense. Um, So, like, to me, in terms of, the like, the marketing and all that aspect of it, it makes perfect sense. And um, actually going back to your price point thing. Sorry. Yeah. 
I would agree with every point you just made, but looking at it from DC's point of view, if everyone starts buying less comic books, mm-hmm. you're offering less, mm. but you're offering at a, a significant higher price point. But as a consumer, you instead of buying five issues of DC, I'm going to bump that down to three issues. Mm. But really, you're still spending the same exact amount of money on less issues. Look, you know it, what I'm saying? Like business wise, it's like, damn, DC. Well, that's good. true. <laughs> you are good. Here's the thing, dude. They've already got it figured out in Europe and it's already figured out in Japan. Just shift to those models. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like in Europe, everything is oversized with extra pages. And yes, you pay more. But, like, they take their time with their books. All the books are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, like, people don't complain about the price because that's what it is. Yep. In Japan, they do, like, 200-page comics every week for, like, $3. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely. okay, sure, most of them are black and white. But who cares? You're getting, like, 200 pages for $3. Oh, so good. And yet here we can't figure it out because everyone's just still stuck just – Doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we'll see how this goes. Uh, but um, I'm excited. I, I actually am considering getting every single one of these. Nice. I'm not decided yet for sure. I might skip the Guardian because I just don't like that character. Um, but outside of that, I might get everything. Well, one one thing that I that sort of I glanced by, except going over it my fourth time, uh, this sort of jumped out at me is the Tales of the Green Lantern Corps mm-hmm. by Clayton Henry. Yeah, he's just doing backup art, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah. he can draw a group book. He proved oh, yeah, he's great. Italian. Yeah, he's great. Dang it. Yep. Darn it. Okay. Rawr. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird one, right? Because they've got, like, a bunch of different writers and artists on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of people in that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know what? Whatever. They just... You know how we fix it all? Start putting out some anthology books. I'll buy all of them. Yeah. You know, everyone always tells me they don't sell. Well, guess what? Now's the perfect time to try it. Well, to answer your question, uh, what you proposed, I'm looking at, I'm on dccomics.com, mm-hmm. their blog. And the second sentence is an all an, an all-star lineup of writers and artists to introduce future DC superheroes and terrifying new supervillains. In this two-month line-wide event. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what it is. They just got rid of all of the stuff that wouldn't be filtered into this event. And like, this is what you're going to read. Mm-hmm. It totally reminds me when they went East Coast to West Coast. Dude, they've done this before. Like, this, I love it. Y- you know what they should have done is brought Amalgam back. That's what they should have done. <laughs> but that's what Amalgam was, right? What was that, like three months, two months? I like it. They Dude, you're not, everything. you're not getting any argument from me. I think this is really cool. I this agree. Is very, very interesting. I agree. I think they should do this more often. Remember, what, all right. What, you, will grif- what will the grifters look like? I don't know, man. Is that it going to be a, a super confused. team of grifters, or is it he has a family, and it's it's almost like Batman Beyond? He's oh, the older grifter, and his kids are the young grifters. That's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Buddy, I'll take it either way. Are you telling me I'm getting a little wild storm in my DC? Is that what you're giving me? (laughs) I'm getting a little wild storm gravy? I'll take whatever I can get. Thank you. I'll lap that stuff right up. 
I don't know, man. This is confusing. Is this... Hmm. Maybe I read these announcements wrong. Are these... These are anthology books. Really? I'm confused now. So I went... I found this CBR article on this. And let, oh, let me read this to you. Mistake. Well, that that is a problem. But you know what? Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do about it. Right. It's All your right. search engine. There's so this, nothing we can do about it. This says... Marika Tamaki... Okay, I should... Oh, okay. This is separate. Now I get it. Maybe. It says, In Future State, a paramilitary organization called the Magistrate has taken over Gotham. The, they somehow discovered Batman's secret identity and assassinated Bruce Wayne. They don't know that their attempt on Wayne's life was unsuccessful. Now as, dar- as Dark Detective, Wayne fights against the police state instituted by the Magistrate. Dude, this is like uh, Elseworlds. Uh, Marika Tamaki writes a Dark Detective story with art by Dan Mora. Issues of Future State Dark Detective will also include the Grifters story by Matthew Rosenberg and Carmine DiGen- uh, Domenico, and Red Hood by Joshua Williamson and Giannis Milo, uh, Milo no Giannis. That sounds like an anthology, right? Are we? Hold on. Martin Ferretti. Did we just figure it out? Martin Ferretti. Nick. Are are we going back to the first 10 episodes of the Nerdy Legion podcast <laughs> where both of us wanted 100-page giants to come back? Yeah, and we did it! Is this what's happening right now? This is happening right now. Except they're not reprints. These are all new, brand-new stories. You know what I just realized? Not, you know what they're doing? Okay, now now this is the crazy thing. Sure, you get big, you get so much more for your dollar, page count-wise. But you know what they could have done? You could have got that first Batman story, and then the other two stories were just reprints. They could just be giving you reprints. No, Mm. you're getting all new stuff for that price tag. Mm. Which, to be honest with you, hey, hey, uh, Mr. DC Comics, please mute the Nerdy Legion podcast (laughs) the next 10 seconds. Thank you. If they did that and gave us the two reprints in the back, bingo. I, I don't think I would be upset either. I don't think I, I would either. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> if all of a sudden they gave you like a reprint of the 1978 uh, Dial H for Hero, 20 pages after, th- I would be like, that's cool. I haven't read that. Or that's cool. I haven't read that in a long time. Hell yeah. If everything tied into each other, that'd be awesome. All right. That'd I, be so good. I just figured it out. I found the official DC announcement. I thought this was going to be like 30 books. It's not. Ooh, even okay. less? It's less. So Future State, The Next Batman is an anthology book. It has The Next Batman, Outsiders, Arkham Knights, Batgirls, and Gotham City Sirens. Future State Dark Detective is Dark Detective, Grifters, and Red Hood. Oh, shit. So you were reading it just like I was reading it. I thought there were single individual comics. You were thinking Future State Next Batman 1 through 4 is a every other week. And then below that, Next Batman by John Ridley, yes. Outsider. Like, those are all individual issues within that. No, I like, thought it was the no, next no, no. Batman. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're looking at it like... Those are all single issues that are coming out that same month. Right. Like this is Batman family. This is Superman family, etc. Yeah, that's not it at all. These these are anthologies. Eight dollars. What a steal. Give it to me now. We are. It's like, 
you know what we're doing? We're stealing DC Comics blind. This we is are. a lot of this is a lot of good reading. I will pay ten dollars for this comic. Hold on, I just got, and I don't know if well, you don't get this anymore because you're using an old timey rotary uh, <laughs> rotary phone, rotary cell phone. Uh-oh. Um, Breaking news. Unlike, yes, yeah, sorry to interrupt this DC podcast. Every day, multiple times a day, I get stupid, random texts from uh, the group Saving America or Working America, and they have to talk to me about something. Here's the number. Please text back. Yes. Well, I think uh, our blue-haired leader of the free world, sure, question mark, uh, he's really outdid, outdid himself this time. Oh, um, I just got a text and I could give you the number if you want to give him a call. Yes, please. Um, that quote unquote, this is the title of it. Quote unquote implants for your dick. Unquote. <laughs> Nick comma porn star uses this two minute trick to enlarge all capitals and last longer. And then there's a link right here. I really should click on this. Yes, he totally should right now. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I'm talking about DC Comics. Get out of here. Dude, $8.99. We are stealing them blind. They don't know what they're doing. Seven ninety nine. Are, are, are there monk? <laughs> now I have to ask the question. And you could title, let's, t- this is, ring the bell, because this is going to be the title of the podcast. All right, all right. Is DC comic books being run by monkeys in suits? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? They're giving it away. <laughs> I I think both of us might have to, might have to take some stock out on DC <laughs> comics right now, because this looks like a money maker, friend. <laughs> I'm excited. So now I'm curious, is everyone that's upset about this just reading it wrong like we did? <laughs> no, I think they're reading it like, who are all of the, these creatives that I've never heard about? If you want me to pay $8, you better bring back Alan Moore, damn it. You better give me, you know, Eddie Campbell doing art. You better get, you know, all, no, they're they're breathing new life into this damn thing. And they're trying to see, can we hook any, like, 15 year olds to read this stuff dude i recognize like 85 percent of these names which is yeah but they're not like well ingrained no no, no. a lot of them are new person, and, they, and they come right. from indie the only books person that's been around the bend is bendis mm-hmm. he's the oldest one there but guess what when it comes to dc he's still right exactly he i would say he's the oldest yeah but he hasn't stuck with it as long as bendis at this point has mm-hmm but still, Bendis, when it comes to DC Comics, he's still relatively new. Who? I never heard of him. Stop. Don't call. <laughs> Don't, you know, we're going to keep this light and bright. Sunshine and sun. Oh, man. Exciting, dude. Yeah, it's really good. Don't, you know what? F all you haters. That's what I say. Yes. I'm really excited. Yeah, this is really good. Why are people so bad? This is so good. It's only two months, dude. Like, you know what? If you want to take a break, you know what this means? This is all of these are number ones through number twos, number three, number fours. You want to take a break? This is the perfect time. Come back in March. They'll, I guarantee you they'll kick that number system 
right back up to where it was. And oh, you can yeah, buy no all doubt. the all your comics the way you once were once did. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Like take a break. You want to ooh instead of like shaking your Twitter fist at DC Comics, just take a break. You don't mm-hmm. have to hey, you know, you can show DC by not spending your money on DC Comics. Mhm. That'll you never know, happen. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy all these comics. Hell yeah. I'm going to buy look, look these these anthology ones, I'm going to buy multiple copies just just to pad the numbers so they'll fucking keep doing anthology books. Nikki Nikki needs a job by January because I gotta support them. Mm. This is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. I can't wait. I might even buy Suicide Squad. Who would have thought Nick would actually buy a Harley Quinn comic? Look at this. Hey, Harley Quinn's by Stephanie Phillips, dude. She's awesome. Okay. She does a a bunch of stuff over at AfterShock. Um, okay. And she's been doing what else does she have a book on? I think maybe Image or Boom. She's got one. And she's done some work either at DC or Marvel recently. She's really good. And she's awesome. And she's a badass. She plays hockey. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we met her at C2E2 two years ago. Um, Now, I have to ask you, because this is on the DC Comics blog. This one one paragraph confuses me, so hopefully you can shed light on this. Oh, probably not, but continue. Uh... In DC Future State, the multiverse has been saved from the brink of disaster, but the triumph of the DC heroes has been shaken loose by the very fabric of time and space. Oh boy, that is some marketing speak. (laughs) The final chapter of Dark Knight's Death Metal brings new life to the DC multiverse by kicking off this glimpse into unwritten worlds in the DC future. Mm -hmm. Does, Does that mean that Dark Metal and Metal and uh, SNM Batman has seen its final days. God, I could only hope so. But isn't that how it reads? Uh, so from my understanding, uh, Snyder is going to be leaving DC. Really? Oh, well, he, you know, he, he's really, he's going to get, you know, what he's going to try to do. He's going to give his hand and try Patreon fingers crossed. <laughs> he can just, he might be able to scrape by on Patreon. He just, <laughs> God, if he could only get something funded, let's cross our fingers and cross our toes. I mean, I don't know if he can make it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Good. I wish him all the luck. Yeah, I don't know if he can make it. You know, his Kickstarter only did $218,000. Ooh, God. That, you can barely make a comic book with that pittance. <laughs> Good luck, good sir. Wait, now I gotta do some math. You know how many backers he had? Uh, no, I can't even do that math. Four thousand and sixty-eight backers. That's an average of fifty-three dollars a piece. Wow. For that, a single issue. A, but that's an average. You know, some big whales are in there for like whatever original type stuff that they can, I can get a phone call, a 10 minute phone call with Scott Snyder. Oh, sign me up for that tier. Oh yeah. Well, five people paid a thousand dollars or more to get drawn into the comic. Wow. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> hey, people do that for video games. So I can't That's really, true. I can't really nail them on that, but yeah, I mean, I really hope Scott Snyder can, God, I hope he can survive with Kickstarter. Whew. I don't know. It'll be tough. It'll be tough for him. We're gonna have to keep an eye on that young that young boy. Yeah, let's it'll see. Be tough for let's him. see if he can go somewhere in this business. 
<laughs> Maybe he can uh, write goddamn witches again. How about that? Uh, is that a Kickstarter? Because I think <laughs> I don't think he's going to be doing that anytime soon. What do you mean? He said in like 2018 that he's going to do it. Oh, okay. Well, then 2018 he will do it. I'm sure once I'm that so, comes around. I'm so glad that this metal shit's over with. It's not good. That has been the complete consensus. Even even when there was a glitch in Comixology, and instead of getting 50% off of metal, I think because there was like a coupon on top of a coupon, mm-hmm. and I reached out to our little group, and I was like, hey, I can get metal for like, I think it was 80% off. Dang. I know it's not the best, but should I read that? <laughs> and everybody across the board was like, no. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess I'll pick up another DC Masterworks then. <laughs> I guess I'll pick up uh, Superman Volume 13 of DC Masterworks. Thank you. Man, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, you know, Scott Snyder, he, he'll probably be okay. He might just need to retire. Who knows? Uh, hey, I, ha- I have good news for you, though. You just gave me good news. I don't know if it can beat this. I have more good news. Ooh. I have finally decided to drop Amazing Spider-Man. What? Yes. How is that good news? Let me let me explain to you why. Maybe you'll understand. Oh. I've been excited for this book. It's had it's had a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Okay. I've had a lot of moments where I'm like, ugh, I'm not even gonna bother with the next issue. But then I'm like, ah, oh, this is like part of a two story arc. I have to get the next one. So fine, I'll get the next one. And then the next one comes out and it's really good. And I'm like, all right, I'll get the next one. Yeah, you've been on a roller coaster with them. I know that. Yes. Uh, but finally, we got issue 50. And the big reveal as to who this villain that's been in the background has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, my, my thing was, I'm going to give this book till 50. Because that'll be a nice stopping point if, you know, like, we keep getting these ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And we got the reveal of who the villain is. And I took this comic book and I threw it against the wall. <gasps> what? I know that you're not reading the book right now. So you don't know who this villain is. It's it's irrelevant who it is. But, Nick, I bet you can guess the secret identity of this brand new villain. I'm only going to give you one guess. It's a character that you know. Sheesh. When in doubt, who do you default to? Harry Osborn. And you didn't read the book! I don't even know the character's name. It doesn't matter! Because it's it in doesn't. the trash! It's So, what is it? The Teal Goblin? Uh, Kindred. Kindred? Kindred. Who's coming up with these terrible names? What's his name? Nick Spencer. Terrible. Kindred. Kindred. Does everything have to be moody? Does everything have to be gothic and like, are are we all emo? What's going on here, Kindred? He looks like a purple specter with <gasps> with like scorpions on his arms, like Nightwalker. Um, oh yeah, like Nightwalker or Sleepwalker? Sleepwalker. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except like with teeth. What? Yes, because he looks kind of like a mummy. Oh, oh, that's what they're going for. Yeah, you know. They forget the scorpion things or centipedes, whatever they are. It's like Doc Ock, but with centipedes. What? Listen, I threw this comic against the wall. 
You know what was you know when Norman was last great? <laughs> uh like nineteen eighty. No, no, no. This was like ninety mid nineties, I wanna say. Mm. Secret Invasion. When he was in charge oh, of Dark Adventures. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that was good. When he was going crazy, but he took pills for this, so no one has to worry. He's not going crazy. Yeah. And then you would see like his pills like in the garbage. <laughs> And his hand shaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dark Avengers was good. Was uh, what was his name? Ah, oh, shit. The Superman guy with the blonde hair. Man. No. You know, like the Superman, but he's crazy, and he tears people in half. What's his name? Oh yeah, Ben discreated him. Um, Sentry. Sentry. Yeah, Sentry. Sentry was good. He was real good with the that. Mere Sentry with, was really good. Yeah, with the what was it the. Dark shadow, whatever yeah, shadow yeah, yeah. self. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's that got like really... the implant in his head, like keeping him from not being crazy, whatever. Yeah. And uh, and I love the conceit, and that was one of the. I thought it was very clever that he was part of Marvel history, but no one remembered him. Yeah, that was well done. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Dark Avengers. Oh, that's gonna be what? my next read. I haven't read that since like 1950. There's some good Diodato artwork in there. Oh, man. Let's see. Who else is on this team? There's some Warren Ellis in there. Bullseye, Moonstone, Venom, Darius, yeah. Sentry. Yeah. Carol Danvers. I don't remember her being in this. Oh, yeah. I do remember Dokken. That's when Wolverine was MIA, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dokken is terrible. That character sucks. That's okay. And his his dude, his outfit now is the worst. <laughs> I haven't he seen He looks him like now. a homeless samurai. Oh boy. <laughs> so they brought they brought old Harry back, huh? Yeah. Because, you know, when you need a new villain, just reuse an old one. Yeah, what's damn old it. is new again. And I He's mean got I sh- a new costume. Come Look, on. I should have known. So is there a goblin in Spider Man right now? I mean, so like, he couldn't become Goblin again. Like, look, did he, he, does he? Does he have amnesia again? And he forgot all about all of his Goblin hideouts. Or did Hobgoblin <laughs> go through all of his hideouts? And Harry was like, "That son of a bitch took out all of my stuff." Well, what's around here? Caterpillars, centipedes, and bandages. <laughs> Guess what I am now? Nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Who's got some big funny teeth that I can put in my mouth? I need some <laughs> new choppers. You nailed it. He actually kind of looks a little bit like Hobgoblin now that you say that. <laughs> I'll take Hobgoblin. Hell I, yeah. Hobgoblin was cool. With them little, how, uh, the pumpkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did how did he even come back? Did they even go through how he got back? Listen, this story... Has been I going need you on. to read on. Martin, <laughs> I need you to read past 50. I need to know how he... <laughs> this so story has been, has been... This story has been going on for like 48 issues, okay? <laughs> now listen, Martin. I need you to read past 50. You know I need to read it past 50. Oh. So I'll need you to read past 50. Now, did I ask you to do that when Jason Aaron was writing his Moon Knight? issues no oh, God, i did not so ask bad. you to do that but i had to buy those and they were awful 
course you did. Did it ever redeem itself? No. <laughs> it was progressively worse. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dang it. Dang it. But uh, I'm, see, I guess that's what I'm curious about. Like, how did, because you know, there'll be an issue of like flashback to Norman, whatever, the last time he was seen. How the hell did he come back? Sure. My, my guess is amnesia. Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, uh, is this, I don't even remember how it ended. I was so mad. I just threw it against the wall. <laughs> I don't think I even picked it up. Is it still there? No, I think I picked it up. It's not there. <laughs> Maybe my wife picked it up. <laughs> picked it up and backed, uh, and backed and boarded it. And I, Dude, I threw it against the wall and I went inside. <laughs> so I don't remember. <laughs> you threw it at one of your dogs. and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good thing that, like, I didn't get this in Comixology, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> then I would have broken my computer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't digitally throw something on your computer screen? That's, uh, that's the good thing about reading digital. When you get mad, <laughs> you don't throw it anywhere. You just, like, punch a wall or something. Oh, um, but with, now, <laughs> with comics, comics, you can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can take out some frustration. Did, did 50 wrap up? an arc or is it the start of an arc i'm trying to remember and i almost want to say that it leaves in a cliffhanger for 51 yeah we need you to wrap that arc up damn it i need to know what happens who's drawing it is it still otley no it's not otley otley's been gone for a while Uh, um let me look it up pat gleason oh i like pat gleason Mm -hmm. he'd be fun to see drawing spider-man um I don't know, man. Jeez. I don't I don't understand. Maybe I'll get Did, over maybe look, because here's the thing. Like the book itself was fine. Okay. Good. It's just the hairy thing. Yeah. Like, can you do something else? Like, is our is imagination it? so small at comics nowadays that you can't come up with a new character? Would you have been would you have been happier if it was his son? Or would that have oh, given boy. you just as much of a fit of rage? I mean, I may, I would have preferred it be his son than fucking Harry. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I would have preferred it be like a roll of toilet paper that like transforms into this mummy monster than to be Harry. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you can only go back to the well so many times, right? Like, even if you're telling a new story, like, does it always have to be like Norman or Harry or Mary Jane? Like something happens to these three people. Is there nobody else in the world? It sounds like you have something against uh, against our Osborne clan. What the heck? I mean, I don't have anything against them. Just like I'll introduce a new Osborne. How about that? Oh, that would have been good. Can we get like Pinky Osborne? Pinky like Osborne, his like his sure. grandson. Yeah. His granddaughter. I'd be good with that. A seven-year-old girl that turns into a hobgoblin mummy. But remember when Harry and who was it? Liz Allen? They had a kid? Oh. Why couldn't it have been that kid? What happened to that kid? I don't know. I'm not there in my reading order yet. You know who it should have been? Because it would have been a good transition just looking at his alter ego going over to a, a mummy character. It should have been Hobie Brown. The Prowler. 
uh, he was always a, a little bit of a dark in the shadows character. Normie Osborne. There you go. Could have been Normie. <laughs> Wait, are you saying it was Harry Osborne or Norman Osborne? Because I thought you said Norman Osborne. No, Harry, buddy. It was Harry? Stanley Osborne. That's the other one. Because I thought you were saying Norman Osborne, hence why I brought up the Dark Avengers, because that was oh, no, 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 no. Osborne. No, 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 no. God bless. How many times does Harry have to kick the bucket? What the hell? Wait, so what happened to, to Stanley Osborne? I don't know. I don't know what happened to Normie. What happened to Normie Osborne? Now, see, now Wait. I need to find out. Sounds like you need to read past 50. Wait, Normie Osborne becomes the Red Goblin. Oh, boy, really? That's, yeah, Normie as the Goblin Child. Interesting. Good God. So they already did what we were saying. Well, you know, they didn't do anything with Stanley. Stanley's bio is like three lines. Unbelievable. But he was granted the goblin formula in his genes. So he was born a goblin. So how did they not use him yet? I want to know where this kid is. Stanley? Yes, Stanley Osborne. Where is he? Spider-Man fans, somebody tell me. Or is he sort of like the uh, James Gordon when they show his kid? And his kid just looks up at him all crazy like. Oh, and then it just like even, disappears. Yeah, even even as a young child, it's like, that kid's a little cuckoo. <laughs> I wonder what he'll grow up to be, huh? All right, I need to read this. So Stanley is uh, Harry and Lily Hollister's kid. Lily Hollister is Queen Cat. Ooh. Uh, but apparently there's this whole Goblin Nation arc, and that's where Stanley is born. Because oh, Lily might is like the that. Goblin Queen. I might have that. Do now you? I read, now I want to read Goblin Nation. Oh, this sounds awesome. All right, here we go. Menace later returns, showing her allegiance to the Goblin King as part of his underground Goblin cult to prepare for the fight against Spider-Man. At the time, Doc Ock, uh, Doc Ock's mind is Spider-Man's body. Oh, this is recent. How did yeah. I read this? This is very recent. I thought I read that run. Sounds hmm. like you need to read a little bit about Stanley. All right, we're gonna learn. ignore me. I'm gonna do a book report, uh, and I'll uh, I'll share it to your Google Notes. Thank you. And we can discuss Stanley Osborne next episode. Wild, <laughs> just wild. Now I want to read it too, but I'm reading Blackest Night, sadly, and I can't get off of it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna drop it. What happened? You liar. Dude. You're such a liar. You know what? You're like these DC fans. How dare you give me $8 (laughs) books? This isn't my Batman. (laughs) Oh, you know what Blackest Night is? It's the Godfather. Right when I thought I was out, it pulled me right back in. I got in a tear of reading uh, The Titans three issues and right now i'm reading the flash three issues along with wonder woman oh so right when i thought i was out it was like dang you greg rucka <laughs> back in <laughs> and now i'm only about nine issues away from finishing it so i'm nice. in for the penny and for the pound are we gonna get a book report next episode i think everybody read blackest night right 
I mean, did you read my tweet yesterday? Because I finally figured out the Blackest Night is whose line is it anyway? And look who's come to dinner. <laughs> it's that. It's exactly that. Like, put a mask on and just ask questions about a character's uh, history. Guess what? That character is going to come back and haunt that superhero. Mm. Now, does it make sense that it could have just been a girlfriend or a wife that now is flying around with superpowers and trying to elicit emotion from said superhero? Does that make sense? No. I don't. Oh, okay. Oh, that used to be his girlfriend. Remember her? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess they're going to battle each other or that person's going to all of a sudden get really sad and mopey and then get the loved one, the deceased loved one's hand through their chest. Mm. And the next panel is them holding a heart. Like, mm. you know how many times I've seen the hand through the chest at this point? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> I caramba. But guess what? You know, my to my detriment is to most readers' benefit. I'm reading all of the issues where most readers if they like Titans, I'll read the Titans or uh, yeah. Wonder Woman. And I like Batman and Superman, so I'm going to read those too. But I'm not going to read XYZ titles where I'm reading everything. So guess what? The hand through the chest in the Titans is has not been seen by the people that are reading Wonder Woman, <laughs> who gets a hand through the chest. Or reading Flash. I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going, Martin. There's a hand through the chest. Of course there is. Jiminy Christmas. But does James Robinson do a fantastic three issues with JSA? Oh, for sure. But he even goes so far back because he, you know, he's a history nut. He goes so far back to characters that I can't even tell who they are Mm. until a character on the page is like, hey, whomever, Steel, even though I know Steel. Like James Robinson, too, which I love in Starman and Golden Age. I love when he pulls out those second, third tier characters. But when all of the villains are dressed in black and white costumes, a little hard to tell who. who. <laughs> yeah. Hoova. Hoova. <laughs> like I said, I'm nine issues away from finishing it. So I will finish it. Very good. And I'll be on to something else and then bigger and better. And then you'll read Brightest Day. Uh, no, I won't, good sir. <laughs> take a break. You don't like Hawk and Dove? What are you? What, what's wrong? I love Hawk and Dove. The Hawk oh. and Dove has been fun. Yeah. So far, yeah, I like Hawk and Dove a lot. They're great in Brightest Day too. I'm sure. I can't wait to see a Swamp Thing all white and shiny. You know, the best part of Brightest Day is hmm. Kyle as the White Lantern. That does sound good. It's great. Even though he's already had three other colors on his fingers. So Listen, that's a minor technicality. Okay. Just the technicality. <laughs> and to see Guy Gardner get the uh, red ring put on him. That was good. That, that seemed to fit pretty well. Well, you know what they say? If you like it, you got to put a ring on it. There you go. There you... <laughs> but I will say, And I complained about this a couple, well, not complain, critical eye on this. While reading Green Lantern Corps, because it's a new, because it's a modern comic book, Mm 
and modern comic books pretty much got away with internal dialogue as well as like transitional, not even word balloons, just transitional like square text boxes Mm. where that would be the like, let me explain who this person is. You know, here, here's a square text box at the top to, to let you know these two characters are, are doing this. Well, in modern comic book writing, it seems like a lot of people have gotten rid of those two conventions and whatever you need to know will be shown as action on the page or here's the dialogue on the page. Mm. And there was something that happened with one of the star sapphires that she got tethered to a loved one. But on the page, there was no explanation of this. It was just them looking off distance distantly in into the distance just looking off panel and that it was like a gravitational pull like yank them to the other side of the galaxy <laughs> and I, needless to say i'm not a huge green lantern reader so i was like i don't even know what just happened i have no idea did love just grab this person and yank them across the galaxy mm. i don't until I read like, cause then they switched up the scene right after that. And I read like three more pages and then that character like is on the fourth page. And that's exactly what happened. She was tethered to a loved one that was calling out in such agony that she got like whisked away from one situation to the next. Mm. I had no clue what was happening for like four pages. I was like, I don't even know what happened. Right. I like, I'm like, how is this a visual storytelling medium when visually I didn't see anything, nor was anything written on the page to indicate that that's what happens to stars, sapphires, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Or if that's the case, why was only one star sapphire yanked across the galaxy? Why wasn't multiple star sapphires yanked across the galaxy because of this crying out for lost love? I don't know. Mm. I guess you know what that is? The mystery of the universe. I have no <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on here? I'm like, who's writing this? Oh my mm. lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. You win some, you lose some. I gotta tell you though, like there's some uh there's some nice like and I mean it's Jeff John, so of course this would happen. But there's some like nice deep cuts, right? With oh, yeah. uh, with Green Lantern lore. Uh, like this, well as great callbacks to characters that you haven't seen in ages. Yes. I, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I like the Star Sapphires. He did cool stuff with them. And like before that, it was just like a one-off character, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he like actually gave him some some weight. Uh, uh, I totally agree with that, for sure. Yeah. Yep. It's, like, it's like what characters did, or what uh, writers did with Solomon Grundy. Oh, yeah. Like... Did it ever, did he ever leave, or same with Bizarro, you know, did they ever leave that, like, man-child Frankenstein analogy? And then you read some of the modern writers, how they twisted the character, and it's like, oh, they're actually interesting now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, what can you do? I, I'm excited for you to continue to read Norman Osborn. That's very exciting. Uh, or Harry Osborn, sorry. No, you mean uh, uh, what's his name? Now I forgot his name. Stanley Osborne. Normie. <laughs> no, Normie is his brother. 
Actually, uh-huh. I, I need to learn about Normie too, but I want to learn about Stanley Osborne. Did you ever read uh, Spider Geddon? <laughs> I don't know. Did I? What's the, like the basic plot? I don't know. It came out after Spider Verse. It was another event that I still have to read. So Spider that's why I asked uh, I'm looking at the cover, and yes, I did. Uh, do not ask questions because I remember nothing. Oh, so it was not another Spider Verse. It was not Spider Verse. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> it was not. So you're telling me I shouldn't go straight into spy straight into that after Blackest Night? Uh, no. Okay, because a palate cleanser of a really like unbelievable event might be good but if i run into another one that's just so so it might put me off events for a while here's the thing like i think you might like it more Mm. just like the one thing that i remember is like a a spider team being led by spider ham driving around in like the spider dune buggy i like that and maybe i'm making that up but i have an image of this panel if that's if that's what's in Martin's head, I want that Martin should be writing Marvel comics because I want to read that. <laughs> I like that. I, I have a vague recollection of this, um, but like I could be mistaken because somehow I feel like Kang the Conqueror was in this comic, and that can't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like wishful Martin. <laughs> Because you want Kang the Cockerer in every uh, That's issue. That's true. That's true. All right. I think we should wrap it up, man. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us, Mark. Yeah. For us. Thanks for joining us, Nick. It's been fun to talk to us. It's, <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to us. Halloweeny has been a good time to discuss all things Halloweeny. Uh, yeah, we, we haven't talked uh, enough Halloweeny. And we still have one more episode that we can definitely Deep dive into Halloweeny. This is true. So maybe next week we can talk Halloweeny. We can't talk about plans because everything's canceled. Well, but you'll be watching so many movies. I know what you want to talk about, which is going to be exciting. Maybe. I might just watch like My Little Pony. What? Yeah. No way. I mean, I still got to watch that Blackpink documentary on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. Come on. (laughs) What the heck? Well, and now you have to watch Deep Blue Sea 2 and 3. So. That's true. And The Meg. Oh, God. <laughs> so much sharks. Did you ever watch the one about the shark that's um, stalking the girl that's on the um, island? Oh, like, what's that called? Like, 20 meters down or something? Is that it? Yeah, like 20 meters deep or something like yeah, that. Something yeah, something like that. Um, I watched half of it. Because that seems like that'd be right up Mrs. Martin's alley. Yeah, my wife kind of liked it. I couldn't finish it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it seems like that. She could she could see herself as that character. <laughs> like everything about a shark movie is like, oh, yeah, that's exactly how I picture it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not my thing. And, and like, it's based on a true story. And, like, if I know that going in, it, like, detracts, like, 20 points automatically. I don't know why. How based on a true story? Because you know, every time I think of a shark, it's yeah, it all is. 
What? I mean, well, come on. That's Def- like Jaws. That's like Jaws two, where all of a sudden Jaw, like the the character of the shark, is like stalking down these people. Like it doesn't stalk. Like sure, it stalks to try to get to you once. Nope. But I can't get I know you what once. Is. What is it gonna do? Like keep swimming on shore, hoping that ooh, just come in just a little bit more. Nah, dude. It's it's the one. Wait, what, what's the name of that movie? Because now I gotta look it up. Because I might be confusing it with a different movie, with sharks and a girl. Are you thinking of that twenty-seven? What was it? Twenty-seven days. Um, the rock climbing movie with uh, that one guy. Seventy-two hours. Is that oh, it? Oh, twenty-seven. That's uh, what's his name? Yeah, the guy <laughs> with the brother <laughs> and the hair. Oh. See, I'm John Edwards. Wow. <laughs> Holy The guy that acts in movies and he's got hair and a mustache. See, he does have a mustache. I remember that. I uh, think you're too late. God damn it. What's his name? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, with the movie, the shark movie everyone should watch is Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Uh, Mega Shark versus Giant I- The Shallows. The Shallows. Uh, now I got to see the cover for this. That's the movie that you want to watch, or your or your wife wants should watch. Oh, this is the one that's based on a true story. That's the Blake Lively one. Yeah, the shark that's uh, stalking Blake Lively. Yeah, this movie was terrible. Yeah, but she might like it. I do like Blake Lively though. How is it terrible when it's Rotten Tomatoes of seventy eight? Come on. No, it's not. I'm, I just looked. People love garbage movies. You can watch it on Hulu, buddy. Listen, people love true story movies, especially when they involve defeating giant monsters like sharks. That's the only reason this movie is rated so highly. Wow. Now, I'm not saying the stuff didn't happen like in the movie, but I guarantee you it didn't happen like the movie. I would agree. That's why Based On is not a documentary. Yes. Were you thinking of the fabulous uh, 2008 film... 27 dresses no the one with the couple right 27 dresses where she's always the bride she's always the bridemaid never the bride so she has 27 bridesmaids dresses but she just katherine heigl just can't find that mr right and then you know who comes into her life mr cyclops oh cyclops he's the best yes Uh, i have seen 27 dresses actually it's all right Wait, I, I, that's, I, that's not the movie I'm thinking of. The one I'm thinking of is a couple. Yeah. It's not 27 Dresses. Where they're in a platonic relationship, and then all of a sudden he starts falling for her, and she starts falling for him, and then they're in a diner, and she pretends to have an orgasm, and then all of a sudden they fall in love, and the movie ends. It's filmed by Rob, Rob Reiner. Is that, that the movie that you're that thinking That sounds of? like how to – what's that movie called? How to Ruin a Day in Seven Days. No. What's the name of that movie? You know what I'm talking about with Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey, hey. When Harry Met Sally? No. The, how, the, I met, how I Met Your Mother? No. The one how with, to Train Your Dragon? No. What's his name? And her mom's famous. The blonde lady. What? Goldie Hawn's daughter. What's her name? What are you talking about? Goldie Hawn's daughter. Almost famous? Yes. Right. 
Almost Kate famous. Hudson. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. How Kate to lose H- a man in 10 days. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Bingo. We nailed it. <laughs> yep. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Don't know how we got there, but good night. This is like, uh, it's like playing Pictionary, except over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like Pictionary. <laughs> playing Pictionary, like playing Pictionary with both of us blindfolded and really drunk and one of them's on mushrooms. It's exactly like you. Open exactly water! I found it! Open water! Water? Yes, it's based on a true story. It oh, was so terrible. the shallow wasn't based Well, on the shallows true... is also based on a true story, but that's the, the surfer girl. This is two people that got stranded in the middle of the ocean, and there's just sharks all around them. I guess they like Thomas Jane, like Karate Chop Sharks all movie. I don't know. This uh, is a I, 2003 I, American, American found footage survival horror thriller film. What? How, how could that be what are you found talking about? footage? I'm reading Open Water. Wikipedia. No. What? Open Water is a 2003 American found footage survival horror thriller film no the story concerns an american couple who go scuba diving while on vacation what i'm looking at it right now during I mean, a group dive the maybe. two are separated the two separate themselves from the others and dive a little deeper yeah see it is based on a true story then there's an incorrect head count and the entire group leaves yeah they're like, that, screw these guys, we're out. No, there was no screw these guys. They accidentally counted wrong. Oh, how convenient. But to to this, to your point exactly, that sounds like my absolute, other than a home invasion, that would be <laughs> my second worst fear ever. Mm. To go down and like scuba dive or whatever. I don't like the ocean as it is. Hate sharks. Mm. but to go down snorkeling or scuba diving come up for a breath of fresh air and then all of a sudden it's like where's the boat did i swim out too far am i around like that would be terrifying Mm. but that's your film right there watch it on hulu uh ooh, there's 71 percent by the way rotten or yeah rotten tomatoes open water Man, I couldn't finish that, but I'm reading this page now. Now you want to watch it. About the true story. And if it's like the true story, I want to watch it. But I feel like it won't be. How did you only get through a little bit of it? Because it was so boring. Come on. It can't be that. I was bored to death. You watch watch a lot of of iffy movies. Are you telling (laughs) me that this is the one that you're like, I'm turning this off. This is garbage. Yep. Wow. Did you watch Silent House? His follow-up film? Silent House. I don't know, did I? Is that related to Silent Hill? A girl is trapped inside her family's lakeside retreat and becomes unable to contact the outside world as supernatural forces haunt the house with mysterious energy and consequences. Ooh, Elizabeth Olsen. Hello! It did? Wow, that that's a, that's a scary... Right there, just the movie poster alone is scary enough where I'm like, nope. I'm out. Oh, see, and I'm like, oh, she spilled Kool-Aid in herself. Ooh, there's some good people in this. <clears throat> What's going on here? Is this, like, not rated well? 
don't don't read the IMDb because it gives something away that if you wanted to watch it, you probably shouldn't know. Uh oh, I see. Uh, what's did, what? What's did the you rating? Already look at it? No, I saw the score. The score looks good. Well, don't yeah, don't look at the cast. Anything over a five point I'm in. Unless it's a seven point and then I skip it. Uh, five point two. Five point two, perfect. And this is IMDb rating. Wait, so are you saying there's somebody in this movie I'm going to hate? No, there is a character, the title of a character that you shouldn't know by how I described it or how it was written up. Uh, You you can tell from one of the characters on the IMDb page that it's like, well, that's a head scratcher. Oh, if that makes any sense. Interesting. I could tell you. Yeah, tell me. I'm curious now. Okay, well, let me give you the last the last line of what they're saying. Uh, contacted by the outside world as supernatural forces haunt the house with mysterious energy and consequences. Ooh. And then within the cast, which there are six, second to the last character is only named Stalking Man. Mm. So it's like, is that house haunted or is it just like some a-hole outside that's like trying to get, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, what's that movie? The Strangers, right? Like The Strangers. Oh, you never mm-hmm. seen that, have you? Shame on you. Strangers? Yeah, The Strangers. You've never seen The Strangers? This is like your worst nightmare that. come true. Yeah, why would I watch that? Uh, it, Because it's got Liv Tyler in it. I don't even think she can bring me into it. <laughs> I don't think come so. on, man. I don't think so. That's what? Not- that sounds already too scary for me. Strangers. It's okay. it's just home invasion. That's all it is. Oh, is that it? Yeah, oh, that's it. That's, you know, the easy stuff. Uh, you know, she's in Ad Astra. Oh, hell no. I saw this movie poster for The Strangers. F off. No way <laughs> in hell. A creepy ass guy with a bag on his head? I don't yep. think so. I don't, I, I don't think so. There's uh, three the of them, I think. Does Scott Speedman, does he get uh, killed in it? I mean, I can't tell you because you're going to watch this movie. Maybe I would want to watch it because I don't like Scott Speedman. He, uh, how old is the movie? Is 12 years good enough for spoilers, I guess? <laughs> of course. Come uh, on. Yes. Oh, my God. What? Open up the Strangers Wikipedia page because the movie poster on that is not the same as IMDb. Uh-oh. And... I'm supposed to be going to bed right after this. Holy fuck. Are you kidding me? This is like right out. Honest to God, you just reached right into my head. That's the same poster. What do you mean? No. The other poster is like the masked man completely like hunched over. Oh, I see what you mean. This is Liv Tyler in the foreground and in the shadowy background is that fucking masked man. That is. You know how quickly I'm going to have to run upstairs from the darkest <laughs> downstairs to go upstairs? Do you have any idea how late I'm going to be up tonight right now? You son of a bitch, Ferretti. <laughs> you can F off. Are you kidding me? That just, oh my God, that so skeeved me out. <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, I might be up till 2, 3 in the morning now. No, you won't. Holy Christ. Come on now. 
Wow. I am going to watch Silent House, though. User score is 7.9. That's good. Gemma Ward's in it? Hello, hello. Yeah, she's one of the strangers. Is she? Oh, well, then I can't. Yeah, if I remember correctly, she is. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's based on the Manson Tate murders. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like that would be Very loosely, by the way. Of course. You're going to modernize it a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. God dang it. That, so bad. I don't like any of them. Too bad you don't like them. Yeah, Jim Award is one of the strangers. That's right. I don't like this at all. Oh, you would love it. No. uh Uh-uh. Yep. You would love this movie. You'd be like, God, I wish I would have seen this earlier. Just make sure you watch it at night with all the lights off. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I can't even watch this at like nine in the morning and then have the rest of the day to like, all right, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to forget all about this movie by the time I go to bed at midnight. Nope. I don't think I would be able to. Well, you watch the strangers and then you need a nice picker upper. So you watch the deep blue scene. Oh God. See, and then you'll feel better. You are really killing me right now. <laughs> Oh man! All right, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this. You're up. like my own little bloom house. You know that? <laughs> yeah. The worst. Uh, what is this geek brunch? It's almost three hours. What's happening to the show? Oh my god. <laughs> well, hey, we can go about another three hours because I'm not going to be asleep. So. <laughs> Ooh, we can we can watch the strangers together and record it. <laughs> watch along. Oh my god. I would be putting up my hand in front of the screen. So it's like widescreen. So it's going horizontal. And then I would be peeking through the slit of like two fingers pulled apart Mm. and blocking off like all of the horrible parts. So I can only see the people that are like semi normal. That's, that's exactly what I'd be doing. Mm. And I'd have my head, my other eye like buried into a pillow hilarious oh the worst hilarious not at all <laughs> i don't i don't even think i can read blackest night at this point oh there my might, god that, that might be too dark at this point i need <laughs> where's my snoopy comics oh my god oh man what time is it midnight maybe i should go watch hostel or something oh god <laughs> i need a picker upper go Ugh. watch hostel I'm going to go listen to that five-hour geek brunch now. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) At least I'll take my mind off of it. You can listen to geek brunch while you watch The Strangers. Oh, God, never. Never. I wouldn't wouldn't tarnish geek brunch like that. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think I have to throw this entire... I don't even know if I can hang up from this call. I think I'm just going to take this laptop and throw it right out the window. It's been four. <laughs> and then, uh, then there'll be a knock on your front door, and there'll oh. be a mass stranger <laughs> with your laptop. <laughs> Dude, can't handle it. Oh shit! Last, <laughs> I don't know what I, I. I might have to go read some defenders or champions at this point. Hey, you know what you could do is read Amazing Spider-Man 50 and then throw <laughs> it out the window. <laughs> then all of a sudden my my tablet will land right on top of the laptop. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yes, there you go. And then the stranger will bring them both back to you. 
Uh, no. He's so friendly. <laughs> oh, He's just trying to bring your stuff back, Nick. What are you scared of? <laughs> He's just a lost and found service. That's all. Yeah. What if it's Gemma Ward? Huh? 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 And, oh. Well. All right. Let me think about that. I mean, she still wants to kill you. Oh, <laughs> but you are these people that. crazy, or is it, or is it like um, that movie? That movie where. There's one day out of the year that people can go. The purge? We can get nuts. Yeah. No, they're just crazy. Oh, so it's like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. Um, no, it's more like uh, like Devil's Rejects. Okay. Just yeah. hooligans, insane hooligans. Yes. Oh, brother. And there is. Is there a le- Rob Zombie soundtrack to this one? There's not. Okay. Well, then that makes it better. There's at least one sequel though. Oh, I'm sure there's more than one. No way there isn't more than one. I'm pretty sure it's just one. Yeah, hey, just one sequel. I think there was a Deep Blue Sea 2 sequels. Well, that's true. Did you see the sequel to The Strangers? Uh, I did not. My wife would just it, watched it, though. She said she would was it good. Be o- would it be okay if I watched Strangers on, the, on a train instead? Mm. Or can I watch Strangers with Candy? Can I watch either of those and we can call them both strangers? How could you be scared of the strangers and you're not scared of strangers with candy? Because that's hilarious. That to me is scary. I love me some strangers strangers with candy. But mm. I'll I'll even take Hitchcock strangers on a train. That's classic. We just watched something with a head that guy on from Strangers with Candy. What the hell did we just watch? Mm. What? The Daily Show? No. Maybe Which we got? Was it Strangers with Candy? Hang on. No. Mm-mm-mm. No, it wasn't Strangers with Candy. Um, crap. What was that show? It was like a, the Canadian skit show. Uh, Kids in the Hall. That's oh, what okay. I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had, watched something that had <laughs> that one guy, the main guy, that's in uh, Superstore now. Do, do you watch Superstore? No. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm behind like a season or two. It's pretty funny, though. What is his name? Mark McDonald or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But we just watched something with him, and he was, like, super young. Like, it had to be... Oh, you know what? I know. It's when we were watching those freaking SNL skits. He was hosting SNL. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in SNL. He was so young back then, man. Oh, yeah. So young. I remember uh, senior cut day, we all went to my buddy Andrew's house and smoked weed and watched Kids in the Hall. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like par for the course. (laughs) No surprise. And then you turned on MTV and watched Polly Shore reruns, too? Yep. Well, then we ruined that guy because Andrew was a Mormon until he hung out with us. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I think you're right. You That would have been a ruin because now if he left the Mormon religion, now he's not going to be able to marry multiple women. Shame mm-hmm. on you. Well, you know, he was he was related to Brigham Young. Who, uh, oh. <laughs> yes, Andrew Young. Yeah, he was related to Brigham Young. Wow. Uh, so I don't know how his family felt. I guess they hated us. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he didn't back up the Brigham Young Brinks truck. Is that what you're saying? I don't know, man. Listen, he was a nice kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, until you got until you heathens <laughs> corrupted him. Yeah, he bleached his hair. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think he smoked a doobie. He uh he experimented a little bit. You know what I mean? Of course, sure. Um, I don't know what happened to him though, because I 
<laughs> we quit bringing friends around college, so I have no idea. I get it. Yep. Let's look them up sometime. Freak. The problem yeah, is sure. to find an uh, uh, Andrew Young. How common is that name? And you're not on uh, Facebook anymore, so it's even going to be worse. This is true. Yes. So count yourself lucky. Uh, maybe. Oh, he's definitely not the civil rights activist. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, Just all right. type in Andrew Young uh, multiple wives, and that should narrow down the search. <laughs> or it could be multiple husbands. Yeah, sure. Don't assume. I won't. Now I am going to find this kid, though. I'm curious to see how he turned out. Well, I know what you'll be doing. You won't be reading comics. Oh, my God. All right. Well, there's 111 Andrew Youngs in New York City, so this will take a while. Yeah. I'm sure he's still in New York City, too. Just like you're still in New York City. Well, you never know. Dude, a lot of people went to high school and stayed in New York. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, anyways, thank you for listening to the Geek Crunch uh, feature cast <laughs> with Nick Wetmore. You can find us on Twitter at Nick Wetmore at GeekCon at Nerdy Legion. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.